Yeah, this is Uncle Ralph. You know what time it is. Video Music Box celebrating 30 years. It's the Combat Jack Show. Yeah. Internets, you're tuned in to the Combat Jack Show. CombatJackShow.com. What's up, Internets? Cheer. Salutes. What's up, Matt Raz? Yo, Combat, this is the whitest show we've ever done. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, Premium Pete. Mm-hmm. What's going on, Combat? What's going on? Salutes. Salutes to you, man. Salutes to you. Right. Salutes to, to everything going on and, and, and the circulation and buzz on the interconnected networks. Buzz. We got standing in uh, Dallas Penn's place, uh, executive producer Chris Morrow. Hey, what's up? This is actually the whitest episode ever since uh, Rap Genius. <laughs> right, right. This is the whitest episode I can uh, recall of the Combat Well, Jack nobody show. knows that because they're only hearing that. They're not going to see that. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, there could be uh, a couple of Russian people in here, a couple of... Uh, so what, are you, what are you talking about? Because uh, what, what does it matter? They don't know what what uh, colors are in here they right now. I have a pretty good idea. If they, they they, the they're listening to the show. Please. Well, this is we got a name now. This is the white episode. Oh, well, this is the white episode. No, please, please. no longer. Listen, internets. Uh, Want to give y'all, you know, so much thanks and gratitude, man, for the outcry and the support that you guys have provided us with the complex TV show. That shit was bananas. Y'all came out. Y'all came out, B. Y'all really came out and, and let your voices be heard, man. That shit was beautiful, man. Um, you know, it was, it was our first week on air. You know, the first episode looked beautiful. A lot of people really supported what we did and what Complex did. A lot of people had a lot of co- uh, complaints. Really, one complaint, and that the episode was too short. Five minutes, the very first episode. Yeah, I, w- I would say that the two main things I heard, people said the intro is dope. Yes. And the episode is too short. The episode is too short. People, a lot of people thought it was actually just a teaser. They're, they're confused, actually, why is it called an episode right. when it's more of, like a, I guess, a snippet. Right. Well, by the time you guys are hearing this, you guys will have probably seen, most likely have seen, the two follow-up segments of that episode. Um, and I do want to give uh, Complex a, a shout-out. I want to give uh, Noah Callahan, Beverly Joe LaPuma... Uh, Nathan Brown, uh, you know, definitely a shout out. And I definitely want to give the production crew, you know, Eli Height. How do you pronounce his last name? Hayton? Hayton? No, stop, man. Come on, man. Sweet Spot Productions. No, no, but how do you pronounce Eli's last name? Hayton? And and Lauren Finkelberg, Finkelstein, Finkelberg. I, I, I believe we've been referring to them as not Eli, not Lauren. Not so this is going to be very confusing who we're talking right. about now. No, but I want to give them a shout out though, man, because they really, no, they've they, been working hard on the show. They've so. been working really hard on the show, and you know they've really been doing like they really immersed themselves in this whole world of our podcast, like listening to episodes, trying to make sure that what they shot and what they edited captured the character of the show. Um. With regard to the initial length, hey, man, you know, I guess studies show that most people on the Internet don't watch anything over five minutes, and they were very safe with that. I kind of support that, man, because this thing is a very new thing. You know what I'm saying? Podcasts aren't usually two hours, and, podca- you know, two-hour podcasts are never made into, you know, videos. You know what I mean? So it's like 
It's a very rare thing that we're working on right now. So I kind of support what they did. I spoke to Dallas. You know, Dallas is still on vacation. That's not vacation. In Pittsburgh. And he's also, like, he also supports, like, the initial five-minute push. Here is, I think, what is kind of puzzling to a lot of the listeners. If if these people are so immersed in, you know, the content being put out that they truly fuck with it, it sounds like they want to binge and get all the content they want because they either care or they don't. So, you know, if they sit through two hours, it seems like, you know, five minutes is is nothing compared to that. Right. But, you know, putting out a two-hour podcast or a video is also, you know, pretty unrealistic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very unrealistic. Um, you know, Just had a, a interesting comment, though. Just was like, yo, he, you know, it takes a lot for him to get to Brooklyn. You know, it takes a lot for him to get to Brooklyn on a weekly basis. You're saying physically? Physically. With Physi- the schedule. Physically, yeah. Just physically, the whole nine. Out, right? I would even imagine mentally and whatever. I right. mean, it, it's it's a whole move out of his whole zone. Right. And when he saw, like, the initial five-minute push, he was a little disappointed. And I get that. Right. I definitely get that. But at the same time, like I said, this is a brand new thing. This is a very brand new thing. And I would rather you guys want to see more than say, you know what, the shit is boring, the shit is too long. Blah 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 blah. Well, let me let me ask you this, and I'm yeah. not I'm not playing dumb to the listeners because I'm not involved in it. So I kind of represent the listeners a little bit right. in this conversation. <laughs> Would do you see the format increasing or the length? I should say increasing. Like, do you see a time where you think these clips, instead of being five to seven minute clips, whatever they are, a 20, 30 minute clip? Or do you think the future of this thing is in these short kind of condensed? See, I don't know where the future of this thing is because like I said, this thing is so brand new. Right. You know, I had a good conversation with um, Bone Sue Thompson yesterday. Okay. And and he, he, like, he really put it succinctly. He said, you know, the, the podcast, you guys did something that nobody's done with the podcast. You have trained your listeners to listen to two hours. Right. Like, that shit is unheard of. Which defies conventional wisdom. It defies conventional wisdom, right? right? So now you have people expecting, like, this five-course meal. Right. Two hours, right? With dessert. With dessert and, you know, libations and cake and whatever. All you can eat. You, you, you have this elaborate function in your home. You invite everybody over. Everyone's expecting this elaborate course. And you give them the best fucking ever french fries ever made three french fries with, with cracks sprinkled on it so right. people are upset that they didn't get the smorgasbord but they can't complain about the french fries that you gave them so like he understood like basically what he was saying is like this thing is still a work in progress right and i mean it sounds like there's got to be a medium between you know five minutes which seems to be too short for right. most people and two hours which is a crazy amount of time i'm not watching anything yeah. online for two hours b I am not watching, and personally, I'm not watching Yeah, anything. I mean, if you're sitting in front of your computer too, get up, stretch, yeah. take a walk maybe. Exactly. That's too long to watch some shit. But but people take the podcast in, in, in bits and pieces. Mm. Right. You know, they may go to work and, you know, on the drive there, may listen to some and then come back and listen to some of the rest. I mean, right. so, the thing is, is, everything is not for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, literally, like, you know, people watch different things. Like, I watch pornos. For for forty five to a minute to an hour. I'm not watching pornos. For no, no, I do. I'm I just saying, are, but not but everybody does. Few people do. I like the I like I like the setting, and as I explained before, I like the the the, the role play of things, and right. I like to watch things. But right. I don't watch to watch TV anymore. Right, right. Some people do. Right. Well, let me ask you this: like, for all right, let's take these like shows that are on WFAN, like Boomer or Siasen, and they just have a camera set up in the corner, and they tape whatever however long they tape the radio show. Or what already does. Right. The question is, are people 
How are they digesting that? Do you think someone sits there and watches Artie's show for two hours, or do you think they just turn the audio up and they go do whatever they're doing around the house? Yeah, they and... probably turn it on like, a, like it's a radio so, the whole nine. That seems to be the... Comrade Jack show, you think? Right. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, because I think that in those cases, like sports-wise, right. like you put like a night worker, for existence, he'll be driving around all night, and he'll he'll be have that 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 station on all night and listening to all night, but he's only catching bits and pieces right. of it. The people who take in the comment Jack show, I feel like really pay attention to what's going on. That's why they hold it right. and then come back to it. See, but the difference is, Chris, also is that the shows that you mentioned are live shows. Right, they're live shows, so it's still that whole element of live. Whereas our show is pre-recorded. Right. And, you know, I, I can tell you from that very first episode, right. like that Black Thought interview was an hour and a half. It might have even been more. And I'm saying as a fan. And it didn't flow. It didn't flow completely like how we flow in this right in now this, in the studio. But you could tell you could tell that he was more comfortable than he would be in a normal setting. Like before we came on air, we were talking about the fact that he referenced that both his parents had been murdered, which right. I noticed online. A lot of people who really fuck with the roots immediately Jumped on him, were like, "Wow!" Yeah, they, they've never. He, really... he never talks about that, right. or if he does, right. it's super rare. And the fact that he kind of offered that up immediately, kind of speaks to the comfort level he must have been. So even even if if the show is a little choppy, right, from filming it, you're getting the same kind of response from our response. From, right. So let's let's let it rock. Right, 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 right. That's what a lot of people you know, are saying. Not, and, and and once again, like I said, man, I you know, so far I am I'm pretty glad with the rollout because it's an experimental thing. Right. And just for my ego, my fragile right. ego, I right. would rather you guys be asking for more right. than saying, yo, this shit is too long. So I definitely want to shout out everybody, man, because it's been a great response. You know, Huffington Post covered us, man. Um this shit is great, man. What do we do? Are we taking a break? Let's take a break. Well, no, I'd like to, I'd like to address, sorry, one last thing connected to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's definitely been a lot of comments about the fact uh, that they want it to be longer, and we just addressed that. They've also, I'd say if there was a second theme that emerged, it was, does this mean there's no more podcasts? Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Where? I internet. You fucky birds well, out well, there. Well, hold on. Last week, Combat, yeah. people who checked and refreshed their feed looking right. for the weekly Combat Jack show. Right. Uh, was nowhere to be found. Right. Okay, but so and 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 they hadn't heard anything, right. and all they had seen is the complex. So they're getting worried. To the people that have been listening to us for a very long time, haven't we always been very candid with our listeners, even with regard to changes and and, and the shit that goes but, on? Behind but the but scenes? if they don't hear anything, what what will they assume? But I'm sorry. I, I mean, they have they ha if they don't see a show in a week, though, they're going to assume something's up. See, my problem with assumptions, though. Mm -hmm. Is that most assumptions they're wrong. are wrong. But, yeah, but, but also we, we're the ones who pay the price. There are also new listeners. Right. And there are new listeners. So listen, just as a PSA. But the new listeners aren't used to listening yeah, to this shit every week. The point I'm trying to make is there's new listeners. So let them understand that, listen, internet, if you're listening to this, okay, or when you listen to this, or whoever's listening to this, okay, there is a Combat Jack Show Complex TV series that, that premieres on Complex TV. And then we also have a podcast. Some people may not know that. Like, like, like when I tweeted, people told me, like, they all think it's complex now. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. And I understand that. I understand that assumption, assumption. But to clear things up, we're not stopping the fucking podcast, dude. This is the fucking brand. This is the shit that got us you listeners. This is the shit that got us attention from complex. This is the shit that, this is the shit that we live for. This is therapy for me. This is, like, no pressure. I come here. I'm saying that we talk about shit. We got, you know, most of us are damn near unemployed or semi-employed and <laughs> we're fucking derelicts and degenerates and fucking, 
You know what I'm saying? We have our issues and we come here and we have fun and we talk about dumb shit. This is this is the shit that you helped us grow. This is the Calm by Jack show. Hey, speaking of dumb shit, uh, last week when we were off air, Pete started telling this story, and I've been waiting all week to hear the end of this fucking story. Well, why don't we go to a break and we'll come back and I'll tell that story. Yeah, but I'll tell you guys, internets, we're not going anywhere. Somebody tweeted, and bless your heart, man, somebody tweeted yesterday, that yesterday was like Monday, I'm sorry, I'm saying yesterday, but this is a week later, but somebody was saying the day that the show aired, yo, this is the saddest day in hip-hop journalism because... The Combat Jack show is no longer what it was. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Thank you. Thank you for that sentiment, and I really, really appreciate that. Jesus loves you, man. But we're not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I think basically what's happened is it's been kind of like an imperfect storm of events in that the uh, beginning of Complex TV happened to coincide with the one week that we had a serious studio issue, yes. studio issue rather, with Torrey, so it might have given the impression uh, that, that we were want, transitioning. That we transitioning. There's no transition now. Tonight's show is also going to be a little bit funky um, because of scheduling things again. Uh, we're taping this just to be honest on a Monday. Normally we tape later in the week. Yep. We're going to be appearing live. Excuse me. Now let him talk, man. Go ahead. Man. Anyway, I mean, just to put our cards on the table. Later, later this week, after you know, probably after you hear this, we're going to be doing a live interview with uh, the producer Bangladesh at. New York City. Yeah, yeah, I mean, some people might have even met us you at that event. Even, They're listening to even, it now right. for the first time. Yeah, I'm kind of fucking everybody's heads up a you're, little bit. Yeah, you're fucking me up, Chris, with the whole anyway, time travel. The point is, time travel. It's, it's the time space continuum. We're all right. It's okay. Yeah, if you listen closely, people will be able to follow what I'm saying. Anyway, we hope to later on in this episode be bringing you part of that interview. The reason I'm bringing it up now is we really honestly don't know what the sound quality is going to be yeah, like. Yeah, it's going to be a live event for New York Tech Day, or it was. Uh, it was. So we don't know. <laughs> you might be hearing if that audio is going to be consistent with what you usually right. get. But we're hoping we'll give you at least a segment of that interview we did with Bangladesh. So potentially look forward to that. I'm very confused right now. Tune into the Combat Jack Show. F your radio. F your radio. Hey, Pete. Hey, Chico Del Rio from the Fan Bros Podcast. The new and noteworthy That's Fan correct. Bros Podcast. Well, listen, I'm here to tell the internet today to follow us on Twitter at the Combat Jack Show. Like us on Facebook, Combat Jack Show. And, you know, check out uh, us out on iTunes because that's where we all are on the social networks. Combat Jack Show. On the loudspeaker social networks? Eh, it's a loudspeakers network where we have a bunch of podcasts on there, especially with you on there. Fucky Berg Jenkins wearing the uh, seersucker hats with the fan bros and Ben Hameen. Internet, follow us, subscribe, and rate. Tell a friend to tell a friend. The Combat Jack Show. Internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, thecombatjackshow.com. Go to our iTunes page, man. Look up Combat Jack on iTunes Podcast, man. Rate, subscribe, comment. Come on, man. Let's do it. Man. Let's beef up that iTunes page, man. We need that. Let's go. Um, There's a real enthusiastic call to arms right there. Hey, man, you know, this is really, a, 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 I think, a mellow episode. Right. You know, no guests. Um, you know, Dallas Penn is in here. Uh, Just Blaze is in here. Uh, you know, it's a really mellow mellow show, man. And I kind of miss these uh, episodes, man. You know, before the pressure and the hype and everybody started following the Combat Jack show and tuning in. Like, I miss those late night episodes back in PNC where it was just myself and Dallas and A King, and the show would be from what mid midnight to two. Oh yeah, technically twelve to two. We would we would tape from twelve to two, man, and and we were like in the fucking twilight zone, and it was a kind of special time, man, because we didn't have an identity yet, but we felt really comfortable, 
about just talking about shit. You know what I mean? So I, you know, yeah, never leaving. Yeah, I remember being no, no, there. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about even before you were there. Okay. I'm talking about before you were there. It was just us three talking shit. Okay. And there was no crowd there. There was no audience. And when we would finish our episode, we would go home. Um, you know. So I, I and I know initially internally we were talking about whether we should have this episode today because we wouldn't have the numbers that we usually have when we have a guest. And, and you know, one of the things I don't want is I don't want to be contingent upon you know a guest i don't want to be reliant on numbers i know that's important and i know that's the world that we live in but i just i mean i i come here because i don't like pressure be this is why i do this shit because this to me at this point this hasn't been pressure and once i start putting numbers on my back and I, once i start thinking about which guests we're going yeah we're going to continue giving you those great interviews but i don't want you know that if we don't have a guest that we don't have a show i'm saying so 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 there yeah, i wanted to say that um, secondly, you know, I, I've seen a lot of buzz, you know, recently over the past couple of months. And I just kind of wanted to address this man like internets. I, I definitely, definitely appreciate the support, but y'all have to stop trying to pit me against Elliot Wilson. Like for real, like I, like I said, y'all gotta stop trying to pit us, man. Like Elliot Wilson has been in this game for years. And I remember when I was a fan of his, when he was, you know, editor in chief at Double XL and the shit that he would pop. Like, you know, I, I I use some of that shit in this show. Like I've taken some of his plans and, and incorporated it in mine. Like some of his DNA is in this show. So I respect that man so much. You know what I'm saying? What he's done for the for the game, what he's done for the culture, even what he's doing right now, man, in terms of like social media. So y'all gotta stop or just just being disrespectful to him and 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 adding me. How are how are they pitting you against him? I mean, just like yo, you know, you 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 dissing. They're just comparing us. I don't even want to go into the specifics. I don't want to go, I don't want to go into the specifics, but they're just comparing us. And I'm like, I mean, that's kind of unfair to me and to him because are y'all saying that 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 two people in this space of our age and of color can't coexist? Right. That's what I was gonna say. Don't you think there's there's room in this? For yeah. Isn't there guys? room for? both of us and more and are y'all only thinking it's only two of us in this space i mean that's fucked up man that's some real divide and conquer shit that we don't need b and then y'all are trying to disrespect that man and disrespecting me by throwing him in like i like i said i appreciate the love but when the love has tinges of hate or like trying to get me against somebody i i I can't rock with that b i don't i don't i don't have no beef with that man like i remember back in the day before most of y'all was fucking with us man we probably had like six Listeners, I mean, we had Boss Nod, Just Dave, Sam Han, Ivan Rod, Dark Art Adams, and Jay Slade. It was those were the only motherfuckers listening to us. And I think it was like our third episode, and I got a DM from Elliot saying, "Yo, the shit y'all are doing is crazy. Keep. Do you know how much life I got from that encouragement from Elliot? You know what I'm saying? Like, so like t- two years later, that now that we're popping, and come on, man, y'all gotta stop that shit. Give that man respect. Y'all don't have to like everybody in this space." But don't try to divide us. Don't you, you know what I'm saying? That that's disrespectful to this culture. That's just, that's that's almost like some like quasi racist shit, be like, and I'm not saying everyone that's doing it is white or black. I'm just saying that's that's fucked up to the culture and to race. Cause y'all are saying only two people are qualified to do this shit of a certain color and and one of them has to knock them out. That shit reminds me of those those mandingos fighting in fucking um Django B like this. Well, is hold not- on a second. You say it's disrespectful to culture. Isn't hip hop culture built on a level of competition? Yeah, if if you if you jump in and want to compete, but you know what I'm saying. I'm there've been a lot of rappers mm-hmm. that fans have been trying to get them to compete, and they're like, "Yo, I don't have no problem with that, man." Right. You know what I'm saying you choose your opponents. 
You know what I'm saying? You choose if, if somebody's been disrespectful to you or if you're going to be disrespectful to somebody right. else. But I'm not going to let fans dictate who I should be disrespectful to or I should be competitive against. Elliot oh, does something. So, so you're like Mayweather then? What? Never mind. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand yet that reference. But, but Elliot has cultivated that competitive persona. Yeah. Like he's he's claimed that from very early on. Not saying he's ever directed it this way, right. but like he does introduce that element. But I would assume by his own admission into the conversation, he's the he's the he's the, he's the he loves it. He he's, wear, the, he, he's the goat of yeah. hip hop. He can have that. I'm, right. I'm not. I, I never, dude. I officially, I want to say, I'm not a fucking journalist. Right. I've never been a journalist. I've never trained for that shit. I don't want to fucking be a journalist. That shit is fucking boring to me, man. I'm not trying to find stories and facts. And I don't do that, dude. I, I like I like to talk to people and dialogue with people and try to get their story. Elliot does some shit that's completely different. You know what I mean? So like, y'all gotta stop trying to pit us. Super producer A King. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. think they do that because both of you guys are both. Uh, you, you guys are accessible because we're old. You're accessible. Y'all want to see us? So it's not racism; it's ageism. Ageism, but is <laughs> and, it? And, and I mean, you guys are, you know. Are there other people in this space doing over twenty five? Are there other people in this space doing sway? Shit? Sway. I mean, y'all not competing me against sway. Y'all not. Y'all don't have me competing against Funkmaster Flex. You know what I'm saying? Like it's but, just. But but you and Elliot are in the most similar mediums out of all these people. I mean, Funkmaster Flex, that's somebody who's been, you know, Radio Kingpin for all this time. Right. Mm. You got Sway, that's somebody who made his name in television news. Right. You guys at this part of the game are known for your, you know, the ripples you make in the internets. Right. I'd say Rosenberg, if they actually wanted to pit you against somebody, would be like the more. Yeah, Rosenberg has doing a podcast. The closest, the closest thing. He has a podcast. He has right. a, you know what I'm saying? He does his thing under the radar, even though, you know, he's on Broad Street, you know, on Hot 97, you know, with regard to his positions over there. But y'all ain't trying to, comp you know, compete me against Rosenberg. It's always Elliot. And, and y'all got to stop that. I'm not playing that game. Interesting. I'm not playing that game. And that's all I got to say, man. Like, salutes to Elliot Wilson. Like I said, he supported us from day one. He continues to support us. And I support that man in terms of everything he did. I mean, yo, the Drake interview. He got Drake. We we, we don't get Drake. He got Drake. You know what I'm saying? And I think at the end of the day, y'all, you know, at the end of the day, whatever his motivations are, he continues to fucking entertain y'all, whether y'all appreciate it or not. So, Elliot Wilson, man, prop, shout out in the whole nine. I'm not compete. I don't want to compete against that man. What else are we talking about today? Pete, you got a story? Pete. Yeah. Look up Pete. Yeah. But what happened? You nodded off? What, what's no, going on? I didn't nod off. I, I'm, oh. Am I boring you? Yeah, it was very boring. Why? <laughs> yeah, stop whining. Yeah. Like why? I don't know. All I heard was, you know, just, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Listen, Elliot loves you. You love Elliot. Go kiss each other. What the fuck? <laughs> Who cares? Like, yo, the crazy shit is this. Social media yeah. will have a motherfucker thinking that it's everybody. Right. People yes. look like, like, listen, I'm friends with many artists. Yeah. And they would tell me, some people would tell me, like, yo, I went and looked on the uh, website, and I seen one comment, and somebody didn't like my shit. 200 people liked it, but nobody, one person didn't like it, and it fucked me up. Right. Hmm. I'm like, hey, but it's only one person. I feel like that's what your 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 um. You think that's about by Ben? Do you think one person has been? No, I'm not saying. I'm sure there's plenty of people that have said that. Yes, but, but it's not the majority of it. No, it's not the majority. The but the day, I get it. You enough. are good at what you do. 
Right. And he is good at what he does. Exactly. And we're all good at what we do. And at the end of the day, we're, I all, find... we're all good at what we do. No, uh, I, I listen. Uh... Find your lane, Raz. I mean, listen, not everybody has red hair here. I mean, so you. Uh, I'm, I'm great at having red hair. I good mean, point, good point. But the point I'm trying to make is just like, just, you know, I'm in competition with myself. Mm. I'm not in competition with nobody here. And I feel like that's how this Combat Jack show. You know, that's just my opinion, Mike. I feel like I feel like Roger, you're in competition with yourself to be the best you could be. Yeah, and it's not even competition. No army pun. It's, it's just determinations, man. One day I want to be the next better than I was the day before. I mean, that's that's what it comes yeah. down to, man. Like all of this king shit, like you know, king this and that. I'm not trying to be no king. Like I said, dude, this shit is stress free to me. I tell you, but this you know, this is stress free to me. And once you start claiming, or once I start, I know myself. I'm 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 neurotic enough. Once I start claiming, like you know, pole position, and I start looking over my, ah, nah, I do this shit. Nah, fuck that. We're we're gonna claim the best hip hop podcast network. Oh, you wanna you wanna pop your collar? I mean, why not? I mean, why you not? Pop your, yeah. You know what? I mean, who, yeah, who, I mean, who's really fucking with this though? In this space? Yeah. Who? Rap genius. <laughs> Their podcast is hot. Remember, Combat went on there, and he was like, "Hey guys, how are you?" Boy, now I like rap genius. They're cool people, man. Salute to rap genius. Rap genius. Head on over there. Rap that genius. Was actually, I thought. I thought honestly, that was a good interview that you yeah. did there. I actually enjoyed that interview. And what about what about what Pretty Lou? Didn't you do an interview with Pretty Lou yeah, on that Lou, Urban Latino? It's, 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 it's a it's a it's a front stage. It's a it's yo it's an online radio. Monito show. primo Cardinal. Was it in Spanish? Did they have it on Telemundo? <laughs> Los Jets. Okay, I'm only playing. Are you finished? Yeah, yeah. Combat, you know what? The, the the only other podcast I can think of is is once again Cipher Sounds and, and the Rosa. Juan Epstein, Juan Epstein, and, and they did that's dope what they do. Yeah, and they and they've done it longer. I mean, you know, they haven't been as consistent as we have, you know, of of late. But you know, they do it and they do it up, man. So you know, like there's space. I mean, and, and for the record, I didn't say best podcast. Right. I said best uh, podcast network. 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 No, I don't know what you took. We the hottest fucking podcast we, on these streets, right? Okay. And these interconnected networks, and these tweets, and these vines, and these Instagrams, and 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 listen, who's that's the, what, who's the best of these Instagrams? Um, I don't you want to be the best in Instagram? I, listen, I love Instagram. I do too, but you want to be the best? No, but listen, I'm just going across the social media shit of saying that. Like, you got the best tweets? No, I don't have the best tweets. What are you talking about? Okay, listen. I said we are the hottest pa- hot podcast in these streets Podcasts. and tweets. Okay. That's what I mean. Podcast. Um, internets, uh, we, you know, we're going to a music break, but when we come back, we want to uh, big up one of our shows, uh, Fan Bros. It's one of our latest shows. You know, it's... it's Christmas. You sure about no, that? I was just going to say my, my last comments. That was the yeah, segue. Well, that was the well, setup. What was right? your last that, comment? That we have a podcast network, and in that vein, we're going to introduce, well, you already know one of the hosts of Fan Bro, DJ Ben Hami. Yes. It's going to get to stretch it out a little bit on this new Pause. show. Pause. Let me ask you, why, why do we feel so secret? I feel like I'm back working with the mob uh, days, like where I was washing their Cadillacs when I was 14 years old for $150 for like, 20 minutes and then get to the point man what's, yeah, what's so secret secret? Uh, what do you mean uh, well uh, we're gonna make believe and do a show and we have some people involved yo the loudspeakers network who the hell's in there tell these people what what, what kind of shows we got I wanna know people wanna know I mean we got the read yeah okay why, why is, haven't we never spoke about this we have spoken Wait. about the read no, I'm talking about let's give a breakdown let the internet know listen right now why haven't we spoken about it truthfully mm-hmm. because we wanted to <laughs> Wait until we had the website up to make an official, official announcement. Okay. Um, we wanted to have a party, maybe even. What? Yeah. A party? Yeah, an event to uh, announce the Are launch of the balloons, loudspeakers network candles? with balloons and cupcakes and a pinata. Yeah, I mean, 
So yeah, I mean, we're, we we've been attempting to roll this out in a kind of orderly fashion. Okay. But you know, it's no secret. What I a lot I just of the felt like uh, it was secretive there. You know, no, we we keep it no secrets, man. Right. No, I mean, we spoke about the loudspeakers network. You the know. internet's no. I mean, there there are secrets. We have some shows in development. We're not going to tell you about those till right. they come out. But uh, shout out to Reality Check. You we know. know about Reality Check. We know, of course, about Sneakers, Sneaker Fiends. Fiends Unite podcast, which is doing Fuck very well, fans. by the way. Now, don't say that, man. You guys are doing very well. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing very well. Um, I love what uh, Fan Bros is doing. Like, they're a smaller show, but the, I, the the fan base is very loyal. The fan base is very nurturing, and, and, and the show continues to grow. And, and so, they listen. Were new, uh, noteworthy on uh, iTunes. Yeah, they were no, noteworthy on iTunes last week, Pretty man. Impressive. So, Brooklyn this, Sisters. Brooklyn Sisters. Who's uh, Brooklyn Sisters? You don't know Brooklyn Sisters? Sure. Your, your sister show. <laughs> sure. Yo, we're the pa- who's the parent network? Parent network is combat. Subsidiaries are all these podcasts. You know, the loudspeakers. Network. At the end of the day, we work for you, boss. No, nah, don't nobody work. Yeah, for we you. work for you, boss. Listen, let's go to a music break. You tune into Combat Jack Show to CombatJackShow.com. F your radio. F your TV. He was truly the leader of the organization, and what Ben Amin said, people did. Ben, Ben Amin, Ben Amin, Ben Amin. Yeah, main on fire, my empire be higher than the active on Mariah. You niggas should worship Sire. Your crew holding dead weight like a fucking hearse's tires. Meanwhile, I'm like the flow diversifier versus flyer. Gave you truth at a time when niggas prefer the liars. I was David promising the world that I'ma serve Goliath. Then I swam with sharks, made it to the land and bought my dick and bitches with intentions. Sick as Satan's worst desires. Uh, hell of an intro, speeding through this life at a hell of a Tempo, with my head out the window 20k in my pocket as I'm feeling the wind blow And I ain't had a wallet since Nintendo Nintendo orchestrating these cameras Watch my paper crescendo I used to want to say the world Now all I do is spin dope Till I snap back like whole hat Now I'm back with this big black strap Like whole lat <laughs> Main on fire Top down bitch I ain't no liar Any on the rocks Plenty on the watch, middle fingers to the ones that say we can't go higher. Man, main on fire. And we can see my name on flyers. Anybody stop? Anybody stop it if she say that she ain't let me see a name on Fuck any rapper rapping if the nigga ain't dapping. So respect, I'm the greatest. Oh shit, I killed the mates. I don't give a fuck if you got a billion dollars. Your rhymes are cheap, you're at least a poor brunt. You a serving in my world, no rap gods curse you. When judgment days upon you, reality's a virtue. I walked a thousand miles, reciting a hundred rhymes. Brought smiles to faces, place labels on me from lines. I don't give a fuck, a dirty Detroit nigga. Ain't got the bum, but show up with old Swisher ass nigga. Say, bitch, I'm still hungry. They acting like I made it. I ain't making to my mama fucking sitting on some acres. I'm a motherfucking threat in the boot. These niggas know. Poet at a century, decades later they quote it. Deserve a noble peace, proud for what I recite. And say that right get with the speech, I be straight red on ecstasy. Swords on my scalp, cause my last burn burnt me. Head straight, jumping head first in the orgy. With a pool of blind hoes, snapping on that white shit. So much Caucasian pussy, starting to think that I ain't mixed. But I be writing that shit. Had you rappers pissed, like how you think of this? So what's the thought of that shit? Rhyme so real, thought I wrote it and tried to drop a vomit. With the mic, G.G. Allen, wipe this ass with.
High power to the third degree. Murder, we emerged and it was an emergency. It's closed curtains for you worthless earthlings. Hurting cause I rise like mercury in the burning heat. Word on the street, so low and done it again. Look at me, I used to match a dub sack with my friends. Now we smoking by the O, like the letters P and N. Ain't have to start watching CNN for you to CNN. It's coming quicker than you think, don't mean to rub it in like Lubriderm, but you should learn that you could never fuck with him. Abs getting bigger, but I ain't do no sit-ups, got the hiccups, cause I keep puffing ports without the filter. Feel the vibe switching every single room that I enter, told my bitch to make room for a tomb for her placenta, nigga. I fuck her till she have a seizure in my leisure time, she know I love her, also know I don't need her. Cause I'm a king and I smoke a lot of weed That makes sense, it's about 33 ounces in a liter In layman's terms, you lames had better pay respect Or you'll be sleeping, they'll be at your wake Paying their uh, respects So this so. the so-called wickedness Old folk killer shit Most dope syndicate, the GoPros filming it Good coke sniffing shit Broke no benefits Smack him in his face and then I'm blowing smoke into it Obliterated on the biggest state Shit I figure fame is just a bitch's game That's why there's raindrops dripping off my window pane And I was getting money far before the Fisker came Official names got plugs like a new strain does You may be hot inside your city, homie, you ain't us You can't trust nothing if it's coming with a dollar sign It's genius coming from out of my awkward mind Cross the line, it's just not the time he ain't thinking, put that red dot on his mind I'm Santana's bandana against me You don't stand a chance, call you fancy pants Cause when you drunk, you do the hammer dance If there's a random chance, you fucking up my phantom plans I'ma go bananas and blame him into the ambulance My mother's sonogram was like a mission statement Cause I wasn't patient, left that pussy in a spaceship Y'all fools basic, your parents both racist I'm lawyering these hoes out here, beating cases She eating dick, so she plead the fifth yeah, it's Larry Fish, homie, he's a myth You sunk my battleship, I'll be in Nazareth by where Jesus lived And your homie with you, he's a bitch, some vagina shit Getting faded, going sin in Vegas I'm just observing, man, of different faces Yep, some dick liquor, want my kids in her She a switch hitter, told her bring a bitch with her just me talk I be talking arithmetic in a club, renegotiations. Young Frank, I seen all of your favorite girls naked and mental pictures were taken. I never forget their faces, they lucky I can't draw. Still, I'm artistic, money on the way, it's got both of my palms itching. You boys in the wrong business, for real. You boys in the wrong business, all that sitting back and watching will make you a strong witness. Testify on how I'm living, make sure it's non-fiction. Don't leave out anybody that put me in this position. We couldn't have done it better, we changed the city forever. Puffing shisha, laid back fucking with FIFA. What I get for the features, I wouldn't fuck with me either, for real. Now I'm in it for the hoes and the checks, could care less about respect from niggas I never met. He was truly the leader of the organization, and what Ben Hamid said, people did. My name is my name. <coughs> ben, Ben, Hamid, uh, Ben. Uh, the name is the name. The name is the name. The name is the name. The name is just so powerful. Broke niggas are greedy. Break a nigga down if they don't feed me Your girl break her neck the same second that she see me And I bet my last nickel that she ever sweet Petey Bradley Cooper, our future is limitless I'm infinite, take a photo of the synthesis Grandmama got Alzheimer's but she'll remember this 
Ain't no way that she won't remember I'll wake up every morning, shower, gather my belongings But I just quit my job and got some pussy cause I'm ballin' From AM to PM, beefin' with the BM Beefin' with the boss, got fired by the GM Fuck, I lost my nigga to a goddamn murder In his own kitchen with his own goddamn burner You ain't no goddamn boss, you a goddamn worker Fuck beefin' niggas down for a goddamn burger Nigga, all we know is this pain. Chain smoking in the city where they smoke you for chains. Jamaica house a coke spot. Ride around smoking pot of broad shit. We all drink. PPR rolling rock. Do this to get money. That ain't enough. Do this for my city. That ain't enough. I'm like Andre 3K16. Ain't enough. I get down like Curtis Snow. Dare you to call my bluff. Bet you won't pick up. We ride box Chevys, but we built for a tough. And I bet you that we won't give up. The peer tried to lock us down, but we broke them cuffs. Internet, you're tuned into the Combat Jack Show, thecombatjackshow.com. Go to iTunes, look at the Combat Jack Show, rate, subscribe, comment. And introducing to the fans right now, to the internet, we got Chico Leo and DJ Benjamin of Fan Bros. Yo, what's fan up, everyone? Bros, the show where the fans. No, no. How's the song go? Come on, man. That you was it. Yeah, you wrote no, the no, song. No. Fan bros, the, the show where the, the bros are fans. You are a bunch of fucking fucky birds. Yo, what's up, guys? I wouldn't disagree. What's going on? I want to congratulate you guys, man. You, how many shows you guys have in the can right now? We got four in the can, and we're five. new and noteworthy. We well, do, five now, we but we were, we were new and noteworthy before new then. New and noteworthy on iTunes? Absolutely. Fuck yeah! Yeah. 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 Real quick, out the gate. Out the gate. How's how the Doing nice numbers. How, doing numbers, Putting man. them on the board. You're putting up good numbers up, man. Yeah, you know, real quick. <laughs> What the fuck are these guys talking they about? They're putting up good numbers, Pete. They got four episodes. I'm not hating on them, but I mean, listen, what they got one episode did good. These fucking guys are weird. I mean, and, it, and, it, and it was because of you. It was it, we got all our listeners from you. So, Chico, uh, I'm a big fan of you. I, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. Are you a fan of me or my my sartorial and, and, and style? Let me tell you one thing, Chico Leo. You can't stop okay? talking about him, Chico fucking Leo. Okay, let me tell you. I must give credit to your friend, our executive producer Chris Morrow, because I had to call him. I had to send him flowers. 1-800-Flowers because you know what I would, I, I, would never talk, I would never talk about another man that I won't say to his face I was telling him yo Chico Leo man he looks a little crazy he's a little uh, wild guy a little, little guy that looks like he'll hit a girl in the head with a, a cylinder block in an alleyway you told you know? him about that no I told him that <laughs> and Chris was like yo you talk about my boy I know him 25 years don't fuck with him or or or, or. 25 years of cinder boy. Right, yeah. Hey, now, let, well, thank let, you for standing up for me. Let, I'm, keep, so, I'm sorry, let, I'm sorry, let's I'm keep, sorry. Let's I'm give sorry. these I'm guys the attention that they deserve. I'm sorry about that. Share right. with the internets, like, what is Fan Bros? You want to you wanna take this? No, or? Chico, you got it. Uh, fan Bros is a show for uh, for fans. So fans of, uh, you comics. know, I don't want to say geek culture or nerd culture, but comics, video games, Ew. genre shows, you know, sci-fi, fantasy, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, Hannibal, mm. Orphan Black. Mm. That's the kind of stuff Bates we're talking Motel? about. Are you, are you guys watching Bates Motel? See, I kind of I had to go with just one, and I'm going with Hannibal. Okay. But, uh, you know, uh-huh. Matt Raz over here fucks with the Bates Motel. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Yeah, how is that shit? Bates Motel is kind of dope. Yeah, okay. So, what, But what's the angle, though? What's the angle with Fan Bros? I think we're, you know, there's a, there, there's a lot of people out there who watch these shows, and a lot of the people who discuss these shows are coming from a very sort of middle American right. point of view. Right. And I very think, homogeneous. Yeah, exactly. Right. 
And so we're trying to come from... You wanted from, to bring uh, some flavor. Is my mic on? I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. On. Okay. On, right, from a more, you know, we're leaving the homogenic behind. What do you mean your more, mic on? More heterogenic. Uh, <laughs> you know, so we're trying to, trying to look at stuff more from, you know, an urban perspective, but I don't mean urban in the same way that other people mean urban. You mean black people? Say, uh, yeah. You mean black That's people? not what I meant. Chico, what nationality are you? Uh, I'm Jew Eurekan. Really, nice. I am. I really? am. Okay, okay. Yeah, no. There's there, there's a there's a 20 year period where uh, Jews were mating with Puerto Ricans, and the in New York and the Al Ocean and, Parkway, right? And the uh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And so I was Eastern Parkway, but it's close. So you're you're, um, you're an official one Epstein. Yeah, he's like absolutely. Than I one. am. No, exactly. In you're fact, Tito Tito Joshua. Since he since he died, I'm I'm carrying the torch. Now 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 let the internet know you've had an extensive uh, professional career. Yeah, all over in, the place. In, in the, I've, I, so I, I wrote some comics. I edited some comics. I wrote a TV show. And it's, not, it's no, no fuck-off comics. We're no, about, yeah, no. We were talking about Batman Beyond tonight. I wrote yeah. a couple of Batman Beyond comics. Nice. Um, yeah, I worked at DC for four years in the 90s. Nice. And then I left there, and I freelanced there for about four or five years. And uh, then I made a movie, and uh, the guy who was the lead in my movie is blowing up all over the place. He was in Django Unchained. I think he got ripped apart by dogs in that one. Oh, really? He it was happens. in Blood Diamond. He was in, uh, and now he's in. He's in the show Copper that's coming up soon, and we're hoping to get him, uh, get him on the show. That's Otto Asando. If you're oh, listening, nice. Otto. Nice, hey, yeah, now, Otto. We'll now, be looking now, for you. Now, now, Ben Hamin. Most people know you as the, the Combat Jack Show in-house DJ. Yep. What qualifies you to be a fan, bro? Wow. Well, I've been a fan bro, I guess, my whole life. I've been reading comics longer than I can remember. You know, Premium Pete's over here giving me the stink look, you right. know. Um, Pete's actually pantomiming, sucking off his microphone right yeah, now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a little much, but, you know, hey. I've been a fan <laughs> Yo, for dude, a long time. Dude, why, why are you sucking your microphones? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Is that what I'm doing right now by saying I'm, I'm, I'm choking like... <laughs> you're, you're choking on the cell why, reference. Why are you gagging on microphones? Do I some type of, like... I, I'm not a fan of people who take too long to explain what the fuck they are. <laughs> if what? I'm, at, what? I'm not a fan what? of that. What? Like, so, like so Ben, Ben, tell us how, tell us how you qualify. Well, uh, well, wait, wait, Pete, uh, Pete, one know. time I had a finger in my ass and in a oh, comic book store. Well, Only that. once. <laughs> and, and, and Chico hey, Leo wait. put his tongue in there. Wait, you know? wait a minute. <laughs> Yo, Pete, you know in this room, you know in this room, you are the king of taking a long time to explain himself. Damn right. You know that, right? You know that's why. Arguably, you know, you the know, least succinct person in this. You know building. that's why Tere got all up in that chest is because I mean, you took too long to explain yourself. Bring him back. You had it you out with Tere. You had it out with Tere. No, no, he didn't have it out with Tere. He was Tere's punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> I find that hard to believe. Just after the way I saw uh, Tere sort of try and make Piers Morgan his punching bag. Piers Morgan's a jerk. Pete. Wait till you yeah, have no, part exactly. two of the Tore. Uh, Pete uh, on he's, Combat he's, Jack he's show. About to be his punching bag part two. No, nah, nah, I mean, listen, I'm smarter now than I was years ago. I, I learned. It I learned, but that ago. wasn't years ago. I mean, uh, <laughs> it was a year ago. A year ago. I'm smarter than I was a year ago, and and but you know what? It's not about Torrey. It's what about if the he's fan bros. what if he's smarter than he was a year ago? Uh, I mean, listen, who who gives a fuck? He's yeah, a phony. I don't think he's smarter. Anyway, than he was a year ago. I told you what he's doing. He's making babies for Prince, making good money by doing that too. But um, <laughs> anyway, I'm anyway. a fan. I'm, I'm 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 a fan of. of You're of, a fan of the fan bros. No, I'm not a fan. Not yet. Not yet. I not still yet. have to okay. listen to stuff. Pete, but do you fuck with the fan bros? I like I, I like different hobby type stuff. I mean, when I was young, I collect the tops uh, baseball cards. I sold baseball cards. I used to have like the. Uh, the um, price guide for baseball cards. Absolutely, and stuff like that. fan bros. I, I used to I used to collect garbage pail kids. Oh, um, you're definitely a fan bro. No, I mean, what listen. was the Pete garbage pail kid? I had Jason Basin as a kid yeah, growing like the, up in. I like uh, the eyeball, the one right, eyeball right, right. joint. 
I used to, I actually had a connection where I was getting them by the whole sheet. Wow. Yeah, there was like so like like uh, this girl I knew in public school. Her father worked, and they had like they would get the whole sheet. So you would have the whole. Uh, I don't know That's if they were going by seasons look. or whatever. It so was. you, yeah, are, yeah, you yeah. are a fan, bro. Then man. I mean, see, Reggie, yeah, for, some reason, for some reason, for some reason, I don't know. You think I grew up? <laughs> I had a couple of meatballs and fucking pasta. No, 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 and I went to jail. jail. I don't understand. <laughs> you, you know, that's why I, sometimes no, that shit bothers no, me about no, you. No, 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 no. For real. No, no. Last week, you were like, fuck the fan bros. They're fucking in there jerking off on comic books, and they're fucking weird. That's at the what end you of the day, saying. at the end of the day, okay. That's what you were saying. This did, is, you did, you wife now? What? Did, did you not say that? I said, okay, hold up, hold up. Fan you bros. You said that. I said what? <laughs> You said that people into comic books and shit are fucking It's geeky weird. shit, and I'm not but into it anymore. But you're talking about the garbage I don't have kids, time. You're, you're, you're talking about your doll shirts. collection. That was <laughs> years ago. I, I don't... Shit. Chico-Leo, Chico-Leo, listen, listen. Do you watch porno? Of course. I mean, listen, these are more fun things, watching uh, uh, things like that. <laughs> this guy, I don't want to sit there and listen to people like, well, uh, when I was reading a comic book, you know, but you know what? There are people who are. So the fan All right, let me ask you a question. Do you play video games? Not no more. I haven't played video games in years. Because I have the same problem with video games. Oh, wait, games. I did play... Uh, Okay. I have the same you problem played, with video games. a video game in my crib and got fucked up no, what, no. two what, weeks ago. What, what was it? Was it... Oh, see, I have a problem. I can't watch first-person pornography, and I can't play first-person shooter video what games. What is first-person pornography? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the where, where the person who's having sex with the woman is holding the camera. Oh, I can't... I, I get... I Like, I need to see the two figures. You know why you don't like that? In the same... Because you never did that yourself. You never. You, I, I've done it with a with a Polaroid, but I've never what? done it with. Yeah, yeah, no. Yo, he's, got, I, he's getting more points he than you, Pete. I've done Yo, it with a Polaroid, but not with, with, with a flash. Yeah, yeah, no. I, well, the, not the one that you add. What, 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 and, and you're taking the picture, flapping it around yeah, till it yeah, dries. Yeah, 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 no. Taking the picture. Blowing on the picture. I mean, it It helps when she's on top, but yeah, no, absolutely. I have I have photos that yeah, I can I can bring in Polaroids that were taken during the act of love. Right. I don't think right I before I scream, kneel before Zod. Do you smoke cigarettes? Do you smoke cigarettes? I smoke different things. Okay, you, but not not. For not, some reason, you remind me of the kind of person that would shove a cigarette in in their girlfriend's vagine and then smoke it. And like, then smoke it. I, I mean, I take after Bill Clinton. I would prefer to put a cigar wow. in there and then smoke it, like a G. Wow. Yeah, Band Bros are G's, like baby. Like a water, like a G. Yo, uh, what are you, what are you guys talking about these days? What are you watching? What are you feeling these days? Game of Thrones. We just yeah. said that last night's episode of Game of Thrones is probably this week's. This week's. Yeah, for this those that are catching this uh, not on a time machine. Right. Uh, this week's episode of Game of Thrones was the single best hour of television. In a long catch, damn time, yeah, you got to get caught up. I gotta get but up. I'm going to say we had a, in an earlier episode where you were on. You definitely called it with Daenerys Targaryen being the dopest character in the You're show. Damn right, yeah. I yeah. came out with you know Tyrion and you no, know, I, that, and it, I said it then. Daenerys, Danny is the best. Yeah, character I mean, spe especially after last night. I mean, Whew. she pulled the biggest fucking boss power move I've ever, ever. seen. All right, I'm gonna catch up. On yeah. That. yeah. What, what else is hot in, in, in the fan bro world? Um, well, well, you know about Bioshock, right? I yeah, mean, we that's, finished, I finished right? it. Finished yeah. Bioshock. Did you finish it? Yeah, I finished it you yesterday. You didn't call me, man. No, I know. I finished it yesterday. Which, without giving any spoilers, what did you think well, of the ending? Oh, I yeah. spoiled it all on yeah, the Yeah, if you want to hear bros. all the spoilers, yeah, you can go there. But without spoiling it, you got to search for fan bros. I thought it was amazing. On iTunes. Yeah. I, I think it's one of the best And then rate it. Of the year. And um, the ending was shocking, to say the least. I I, I was it sitting was there for a minute like, what the fuck happened? Right. But what about the the finger? The finger was every everything at the end. It was like five or six reveals at the end where I was really like, "What the fuck?" 
what the fuck, what the fuck, right? You know, it, it just it's definitely one of the games of the year, and I encourage everyone who's listening to check Bioshock out. Yeah, I, I loved it. You know what I like? Shout out to the original game at the very end was a great look too. Well, you just gave a spoiler away. That's I just said. That's the shout minor out. compared to what we were talking oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah. you the totally spoil that shit. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. If you if you ever finished Bioshock, you might want to hold off on listening to this week's episode. So let me ask you now: Would you go back now and play Bioshock number one? Maybe. You got to man. Yeah, I probably do. You have to because at the end of the day, as dope as Bioshock Infinite is. It does not meet the level of uh, meet the level of greatness that the first Bioshock was. Man. Mm. All right, I'm I'm, I'm gonna and, take and that, your word and, on and that. that, and that's the unanimous. I'm con- gonna take consensus. your word, and I'm gonna go check out the original because I played the original for a little bit, but it creeped me out. I mean, it's the first one much. is scary as fuck. Yeah, and that annoyed and me. And you don't like being scared, nah. When you play your video game, definitely not. I mean, but the shit. I mean, that's part of the game. It is a scary fucking game. Like I said on the sweet show, I'm the guy who regrets reading all the Stephen King books he's mm. read. Okay. What else is going on in the Fanbro world? State of comic books today? Fuck comics books. Hey, uh, P, hey P, let them shine, man. Nobody, they are shining. Nobody comes on Sneaker Fiends and says, fuck, fuck sneakers. sneakers. Yeah, I'll say it. I'll say fuck <laughs> No, no, but we don't do that here. <laughs> I, I have made good points in we, this. What mic is Pete's? Cut him off. Yeah, turn it off. Yeah, don't don't do it. disrespectful to the Fanbros. Like you know what I don't like about the Fanbros? What? Sometimes... I've heard a lot of women say and complain that they all they do is fucking play video games or read comic books. I they come in like lingerie and and and, and they don't even realize. Do these girls that were on the show tonight play more video they games or read more comics? I had <laughs> girls tell me that the guys who play video, I, I fucked people's. Uh, <laughs> forget about. It. And so they were telling me, bad, no, no, I, I appreciate it. Thank you for people yeah. like Chico Leo and yourself. Yeah, but thanks. like they like literally like they're like he don't pay attention to me. He had to play Call of Duty. Yeah, but you but, want this pussy? Yeah, I want it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah I did come here. Yeah, baby, come here. Oh, but, but the flip no. side is when you was locked up, the fan bros was all up in your shit. <laughs> oh, we weren't out there. You know what? You know what? You know what? Where's your man? I can't He's play Call of Duty because that's, that's first let me person. Put this video game I'm gonna down. let you have that one. <laughs> let me put that slot in. <laughs> I'm gonna let you have that one. But I honestly think Chico Leo. I, I, I'm starting to like this guy because I really think that Chico Leo, part of the fan bros of the loudspeaking networks on the Combat Jack show right now talking about fan bros, I really honestly think that he's a little different. Like I feel like he's like the kind of guy that will go on those spring breaks and you know just like running down the beach naked and shit. He's a wild, like all up on coke and stuff. Like that. Are you like that type of guy? I've done that, but it, with the exception of the coke thing, if you get me some coca leaves, I'll chew them all day. But well, if, if man has touched it, I don't get involved. The now. reason why I'll I say lick that a toad, for I'll smoke any. Anything if it grows yes, out of the yes, ground, Chico. yes, Chico I'll Leo. eat anything. You're a wild but, fuck. But I don't, but, you're a but, wild, you're a wild dude. Well, you the, know the reason why I said it for is years ago, I went to hedonism, okay, and I was walking the beach with a couple of friends, and some guy was like, "Yo, yo," and I'm like, "What the fuck is this guy me? calling me?" No, it wasn't you, Chico. All right, all right. <laughs> it was some other ugly guy. But the thing is, <laughs> this guy was like, "Yo," so I come over and I'm like, "What's up?" You know, I thought maybe he wanted a light or something like that, or right. you know, he wanted to know where, you know how to go somewhere, or whatever. He's like, "Hey, what's your name?" I'm like, "Pete." He's like, "Can you do me a favor?" I'm like, "Sure." He's like, "I'm like, what's up?" He's like, "Fuck my wife." <laughs> so I was like, "What do you mean, fuck your wife?" He's like, "Yeah, you fuck my wife. You can do it right here." Now I felt a little Wait, weird. Somebody asked you to fuck his wife. Yeah, in Jamaica, it was hedonism. So hedonism. people were fucking all over the place. Right. Like, like there was hedonism people... too. That's that's what it's called. Well, I don't know if it was the three it's, or no, four. No, no, it's hedonism too, dude. I'm telling you, it's in the grill. Right? Well, you went to hedonism. I've been to hedonism. Okay. 
Did you meet him on the beach? I didn't, fuck, I didn't fuck nobody's wife. I didn't no? see you on the beach. Uh, I, was, I was with my then fiance. We went there together. Okay. okay. That okay. don't mean you weren't fucking somebody else's I wife. Wasn't, I wasn't fucking nobody else's fiance. This guy asks me to fuck his fucking wife. Yeah, how was it? I mean, it was great. But the, <laughs> but the problem was Did he, he wanted to watch. Yeah, yeah. And right. I was like, yo, the crazy thing is I made sure I, had, I wasn't like in a missionary position because then I felt like, you know, I'm inviting the <laughs> you, 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 wanted, you wanted to give him his money's <laughs> worth? <laughs> she goes. Yeah, like, give him like, a good show. He looked like he looked a little bit like you. I'm like, God forbid, I was in a missionary position. Wait, did he touch your balls? And next thing you know, <laughs> next thing you know, his tongue went in my ass. Look, did, oh. did, did, did he touch you? What, was, was he videotaping you? No, no, no. no. Have you guys, have you guys ever done an episode about Mandingo parties? No. Do you I, guys I, know about Mandingo parties? I do know parties? about Mandingo yeah. parties. Yeah. I mean, this is where like suburban white people pay black men yeah. to come and fuck there's their a, wives. There's a crew. There's, there's a, a popular whole, crew. It's a, like a Mandingos. whole legitimate these piece thing. of shit white. What's the, what's the matter with these? Is there, is there, a, you know, I'll sign up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign up too. I mean, yeah. I'll tell them. I'm, 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 I'm not white. You're light skinned, I'm Italian. Let me bang your white ass. Have you been to Mandingo parties? I have not been to a Mandingo party. I've, I have not been invited to one, and yeah. I have not ever initiated. You know, there wow. was, there's a new group well, out Jewish, called the White Mandingos. Yeah, well, <laughs> why, why? There's a group called the White Mandingos with Murs, uh, Sasha, <laughs> Jenkins, and, and and who else? Oh Burr. wow! Yeah, wait, there was a black rappers, Murs, Murs, Sasha Jenkins, and some other cat. But it's called the, the White Man Dingo. Nice. But are they getting paid to go to people's houses and fuck their wives <laughs> no, in, front they, of, in front of their husbands? No, they're trying to get paid to perform their music right. on stage. All right, well, yeah, that's, which is a lot more years honorable. Ago, <laughs> a lot more honorable. This guy reminds me of like, like a white Dallas Penn, honestly. Uh, years ago. He's not white. Yeah, no, whatever I'm, I'm he's, other. He's, he's I am other. He's when you other, see other, other on the thing and you want to know who checks that shit off, I'm other. <laughs> Listen, listen, okay. All right. It's just because you have like the, just because you have the hottest automotive clothes and nice yarmulkes right. well, thank doesn't you. mean anything. It's a good mixture. I like what you have. But, right. But honestly, years ago in this <laughs> in the city in the city there was like this room downstairs that you would go there. And you would take off all your clothes. You ever heard about like Plato's Plato? Retreat? What or? does this have Maybe to do with that? fan bros, man? Yeah, yeah. this is going <laughs> off. The, this this is a like whole new show bro, right here. Porn boys. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Yo, let's have a show. Let's start off a show about porn, dude. I was thinking about that the other day, though. Porn seriously. boys. Yeah. I'm a porn boy. I just don't know how much I want to reveal about that. Chico. I drink off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're good in my books, too. I, I, I like it. You know why? Because Circle jerk. You seem daring. You seem daring, you know? Yeah, I'm daring. I mean, you know, dare me to do something and I'll do it. So, so let me ask you something, man. What do you guys plan on doing with Fan Bros? Like, what's what's the end goal? Go to the top. Go to the top. Go to the top. Like what? Like Have San, statues, San, San statues Diego? of me and Ben. No, built <laughs> and people coming and worshiping at them. Now, like, people, they're going to rewrite the Bible. Instead of the golden calf, it's going to be a statue they're of They're going to make foggy glasses after you. Now, now, what, <laughs> now, now, wait, wait, instead Chico, of the golden calf? Yeah. So we're leading the non-believers? Chico. Well, whatever, man. I mean, you know, I'll take it. Chico, you're not that active on social media. No, I mean, you know, I'm running the Fan Bros Twitter site, right. you know, uh, what Twitter feed, right. you know, I got, I'm the, I got the Twitter yeah, handle. Yeah, he called it a Twitter site. That's how you right. know he doesn't fuck with social man. media. Yeah. Now, now, I left I left Facebook. I was on Facebook. I was doing that. I left Facebook a couple of years and ago. And now, now you're on Twitter. And now I'm on Twitter. Do you see the, the response that you guys are getting, though? Yeah, we're getting good response. Good it, responses, man. It seems very genuine. Yeah, and, and also I see, I actually see, by going on Twitter, I'm seeing that there's a fucking hell of a lot of people are watching Spartacus, a hell a lot of people are watching Game of Thrones. Yes. You know, I go to work, and you know, I, none of those people watch Spartacus. None of those people watch Game of Thrones. What do they watch so, over there? 
They fucking watch like The Voice and they watch like Real Housewives of Atlanta. Then sing with watch, the stars. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, America's like it's, got it's narcotics without any card of narcotics, you know? Mm. Network bullshit. Well, listen, man. Anything else y'all want to say? Yeah, um, I just wanted some girls who are into cosplay, but you know, statues and all what that is, work too. Explain to right. the internet what cosplay is. Cosplay is when people dress up in costumes like their favorite superheroes or whatnot, and you know, usually the girls who do it are hot, sexy women. You know, geeky, hot, intelligent. Sexy women, right? No, yeah, but yeah. they're just straight up hot, sexy now. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It, this is the moment for it's a new industry. This right culture, well, and, they, and they dress like Sailor Moons and stuff. Right, exactly, or like you know, Jasmine from Aladdin, or you know, what. You know, Power Girl. Yeah, Supergirl. Oh, yeah. We, they'll wear an extra short, you know, short uh, skirt. Yeah, we talked about Power Girl and her boob window. And her boob window and her costume tonight. I was watching uh, Justice League Unlimited. I'm, I'm watching the entire series. Right. It's entirety. Fantastic right show. Now. And I, I just watched the episode with Supergirl and Power Girl. And it's not right the way they're drawing them, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's, it, not, it's, it's yeah. not. fucking right, B. And those, those and those are like, actually like the booty the, shorts. The, are yeah, up of the course. Booty. And it's not just. It's the shot. You know, they literally the camera goes yeah, up yeah, the yeah. underwear. I mean, you literally are like a dude. Like when Pete goes to the mall and he's got the camera in the bag <laughs> yeah. and he's standing behind the girls and he's filming up under their underwear. That's exactly what those shows are. Yeah. I never did that. And honestly, <laughs> see, I did it with the you, Polaroid. You, you never get caught doing that. Wait, wait, you follow chicks? No, no, I just I was just they saying, put a mirror I on. Did, his I boot. did have the Polaroid during the uh... thing about pe- thing about Fran Bros too is, is is a lot of these guys are just you know they're weird, they're weird, and you know what. A lot, there's a lot of weird people to like you out there. I mean, like, like I'm sure, like, uh, you know, video games is a lot. Like, you, if you smoked, there would be a big ashtray. I'm sure there's food all over the fucking apartment, clothes all over. When's the last time you cleaned your fucking apartment, Chico? <laughs> Honestly. Like nine or ten years ago. Okay, see? I love you. That's it. I'm done. Well, listen, man. Congratulations on the, on the, on the initial success. Chris, you want something to say, man? Yeah. I just wanted to give uh, Chico Leo an opportunity. Uh, he's... He's kind of like my television Netflix guru. When my wife and I are trying to decide what to watch, I'll call him up and ask for recommendations. And I'd actually encourage him to make that a, a weekly feature Yes. in Fan Bros. Maybe even the Combat Jack show, too, since there's a lot of carryover. But he, he's been talking my ear off about one series in particular. Underbelly. So why don't it's, you take this it's opportunity? The Aus- it's the Australian Sopranos. Mm. And if, I hate if, that. If you want to, if you want to watch, well, if you want to watch a show about Italian gangsters, except they're talking with, uh, you know, with Australian accents, and they're shooting it out with uh, Syrian gangsters, In the Vegemite factory. It's all, yeah, it's all, but it's all based on real Australian shit. So, right. like, one season is all about like the first time they brought heroin in, mm. and one season, like, it's it's ba- like you can actually watch the series and then go on like and actually see like go, go on YouTube and actually see the arrest footage, see the you know the shoot where the shootouts took place, and it's the biggest series in Australian history, and. I never would have heard of it, but it's on Netflix, and it's called Underbelly. And there's another one called Intelligence that's a really good cops and robbers about that takes place in Vancouver. And this is this is on uh, it's on Netflix. Netflix. You can stream it for free, and it's the biggest weed dealer in 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 uh, what? Yeah, I'm frustrated because I've been asking the internet, particularly Twitter, to give me good recommendations with regard to the best horror flicks on Netflix, and people give me the bullshit. Like they've given me, I won't say they've they've given me bullshit. But they've given me movies that I've already seen. I that need, it, yeah. I, I need. I need good. Can you? Can you give us? 
Well, I, I, you know, there's a new thing on Netflix that's actually a new horror show that just came on this oh. weekend, like Hickory Grove Hickory, or some yeah, shit yeah, like Hickory that. Hickory Grove or some shit like that, yeah. So I, I can't speak for right. it, but that, I mean, that's the new. It's right getting now. a lot yeah. of buzz. I don't know if it's good. Right. I don't know if it's bad. I mean, I would say watch Hannibal. Hannibal is some scary shit. The original one. No, this this NBC show. The I'm, series, but, that is, yeah. but would that be on Netflix? Oh, no, that wouldn't be on Netflix. I'm that's, looking you know, particularly for Yeah, you want to see something on Netflix? I mean, you might check out this Hickory Grove, I you know I, I one of the problems with Netflix is that there's so much just shit on there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's you're literally like wading through a sewer, of you shit. know, holding your nose yeah. trying to get to the good stuff. Yeah. So I mean, in terms of horror, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. But well, like, you know, what would be your top five Netflix recommendations just across the board? I mean, that that aren't specific to Combat Jack. That, or that aren't you know, obvious that people might not know about. I mean, you know, they just came out with a remake of The Thing, and I know that there's, that like, sucks. the 1982 that, that, one is no, no. on Netflix, and that's one of the greatest, yeah, most but, but the new one scariest. Sucks. I'm the, sure the, the it new does. One yeah. I know that's on there. The, I, John Carpenter... Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. That's amazing. Right. I think it's even better than Escape from New York. Right. But uh yeah, I, I mean my two top ones are uh are gonna be uh Underbelly and Spartacus. Mm. I mean it's not horror, but um Spartacus is the most underrated show that's been on T how, on TV. How many seasons are they up to now? There there are there are two and a half seasons on Netflix and the last season just ended and it'll be on Netflix by the time you get caught up I, to I might, it. I might catch up the And I'll tell you it's it's uh, it gets it gets everyone knows about it because it has all this sex and all this violence which right. it does but it's got really good writing really good intrigue and uh just if if you watch it you will you will like if it. if you were to choose between spartacus and game of thrones i'm gonna have to go with game of thrones oh. but spartacus is special okay. i mean there's like you know i mean if you were going to choose between big daddy kane and public enemy you know what i mean like there's public no enemy. right but no, big PE. daddy kane is still very special of course of course so in this one game of thrones is the pe and and uh you know spartacus is still is still it's big kane, daddy kane. kane yeah Flat yeah top kane, be, yeah, yeah. Pre, 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 very much pre-1988 pre-1989 nice, pre nice, nice, nice. you know Absolutely. Flat top raw like sushi. Right. There you go. Yeah. Um, ben Hameen. Yes, sir. Any closing words, man, with regard to Fan Bros? Uh, you know, just follow us on Twitter at Fan Bros Show. Yeah, what are you mic? doing, man? You're wiggling too much. That, 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 that mic's always crazy. Yeah, but you can't be I'm, wiggling, dude. I'm like, like, yeah. No, yeah. you're on. I'm on? Yeah, you're on. <laughs> okay, my headphones are out. Yeah, you're on. All right. That was wait. a special uh, comic book effect. Yeah, you know. Um,. Please listen, rate, subscribe, follow us on iTunes, all that good stuff. No, new and noteworthy We're on new iTunes. And noteworthy. Oh, Thanks to all the listeners so far. Check us out. We'll be delivering every week. Uh, I just want to say, let's bring this around full circle. Pretty much everybody in this room, at some point or another, has been. We have two of the co-hosts of Fan Bro Show. Yep. We have uh, Combat Jack, who's made some appearances. Yep. I've been on there as well. Yep. Uh, Pete was saying, "Fuck Fan Bros" in the beginning. I want to know. Will Pete, will, will Pete be on Fan Bros? Will you guys invite Premium Pete to an right episode now. of Fan Bros? Absolutely. Right now, we're extending the invitation. Absolutely. In fact, we can go and record the next episode right oh, now. Oh, what? Pete, are you going to take Challenge. an offer? Since last week, you were like, I don't fuck with Fan Bros. Uh, I mean, and you, you can you can bring your garbage pail kids. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to bring more than a garbage pail. <laughs> yeah, oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's a yes. So that's a yes. <laughs> or a pause. The gauntlet has been thrown down. <laughs> um, I, I haven't decided yet. I'll let you know. Right. Oh, oh, you're fancy. Uh, yeah, right. you know, people will get to our fan, bro. He's so a fancy, fancy bro. Well, fancy the, fan, you know, bro. We, we, we're cutting it real short. You know, uh, Ben Amin actually said no. 
that uh, he didn't want what? to have me on that last week. I did right off the bat, like like uh, Matt said, I, I can't wait till you have Premium Pete on the uh, uh, Fan Bros. And then Ben Homie was like, no. And then, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then and then Combat, who for some reason thinks like you know I was born in jail, yeah, yeah. Uh, about it was it. like Angela. What, what are you gonna have him on there for? What are you gonna have him on? But anyway, listen, I wish you guys the best. Thank you, uh, sir. This is my Thank family, you, the Combat Jack Show, the Thank Loudspeakers Network. So I wish you guys the best. You are a weirdo. But so end, the weird I've been on sneaker fiends. You what? know, you definitely have to come on. Right. Yeah, I, I, well, I don't know yet. I mean, listen, you know, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Uh, you know, uh, having the same underwear for a couple of days and talking about fucking comics. It's okay. It's not my style. Take care mm-hmm. of my girl. I will. Thank you. I will. <laughs> and Combat. The, yeah. Take it away. Yeah. Any. 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 Uh, Announcements no, or anything like that? No, thanks. Everyone that checked us out at New York Tech Day. Yeah, uh, thanks for the New York Tech Day. Thanks for fucking with us on Complex TV. Shouts thanks to for, Red Bull. Shouts to Red Bull. Thanks for fucking with um, Combat Jack Show, Fan Bros, Sneaker Fiends Unite. Uh, yes. Thanks to uh, Matt G, who's been booking guests and working very hard at that. Matt, yeah. Cedric. 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 Thanks to the guy who let Pete fuck his wife on the beach in the grill. (laughs) There you go. And with that. Internet, that's where combat would have normally started. His dream, those dreams, the world is recorded in technicolor, whatever it is, little monologue. Instead, uh, we are indeed going to bring you the Bangladesh interview. Uh, that we recorded at New York City Tech Day. Uh, the audio is not perfect. It's definitely listenable. So first, we're going to bring you one more mix from DJ Ben Hameen, and then we'll get right into that Bangladesh interview. Enjoy. He was truly the leader of the organization. He was, tr- he was truly the leader of the organization. And what Ben Hameen said, people did. Ben, Ben Hameen. Ben And Louisiana from the south, and Mississippi from the south, Atlanta, Georgia from the south. That's why we're doing it all south side, the south side, yeah, the south side, the south side. Everybody do the south side, the south side, yeah, the south side, the south side. Raise your hands and do the south side, the south side, yeah, the south side, the south side. Shock and rock and do the south side, the south side, yeah, the south side, the south side. You know the south side acting bad on the snap. Uh-huh, we throwing up the beach and giving niggas stab. You know the south side acting bad on the snap. All right, we throwing up the beach and giving niggas stab. You know the south side acting bad on the snap. I'm throwing up the beach and giving niggas stab. You know the south side acting bad on the snap. I woke up early, jumped in that butter, Sachi shades, pushing blades, let the bowls burn rubber. I swung in the swing. You know a nigga swing, hit the belt and the king. Europeans with the screams. Everything cash, glass pop red, frozen wood in the dash. Mashing on the gas, he's a thug like green. From boy yard, I see knock in the beam. Showing naked ass, and the story's about to kill you. 1700 with apple over silver. Hit the school zone, 418 shook it. Caught that little dude sideways, sitting crooked. Put in X son, nothing less than supreme. Never slipping, but I'm dripping candy red on the scene. Tossing on the hoes, tossing on the women. Alright, we throwing up the boots and giving niggas bad. You know the south side acting bad on the snap. Uh huh, we throwing up the boots and giving niggas bad. You know the south side acting bad on the snap. Alright, we throwing up the boots and giving niggas bad. You know the south side acting bad on the snap. Boy, throwing up the boots and giving.
daily basis. Quick to hop out on your block and rig faces. Slam, slam, no space, looking good and standing tall. Be lying, block, locking pictures off your wall. Come around your block, turning heads and riding slow. With a pocket full of money, but I got to get most. Ain't in grain, my body saying, as I swoop from lane to lane. To be seen without banging, like a piece without a chain. Jock me, knock me, but that kind of stuff don't stop me. Sisters wanna be a ball, I got the real, wanna watch me. Don't hate, just wait for me to skate down your street. Ball die, smoking sweet for Benjamin Franklin's on my feet. Ball fade, hit a fade, never air froze and braid. Big second can of rake, cause all roaches getting sprayed. Not capping, just real and still making player choices. So to get Search with horses, hear my name in different voices. Juiced up and toe line on my flip, making my rhymes. Smelling like a pine, dripping thin and paint your time. Making way, high play, leaning hard on let you doze. Popped up, hurling bowls on matching flows and start your clothes. Riding on big, sipping on a daily basis. Quick to hop out on your block and make faces. Slam, slam, open space, looking good, standing tall. Deep down your block, knocking pictures off your wall. Riding on big, sipping on a daily basis. Quick to hop out on your block and make faces. Slam, slam, open space. Fake chili, uh -huh. bitch. You want a nigga like me to be where, huh? I'ma show you some sports right now, bitch. You. Fake chili, bitch. You want a nigga like me to be where, huh? I'ma show you some sports right now, bitch. You. Taking braids out his head, y'all. I'ma drag him from the river, dump his body in Chuck Yall, leaving a note around his neck, reading badass yellow boy. Oh, he won't go. Ain't that cool, y'all? Mystic O. Who's a hoe? Mystic O. I'm the free and I don't give a fuck. And I know you thought I wouldn't be back, but you can't keep me down. Don't forget about the youth and the cash money clowns. I'm from the three and I don't give a fuck. For the record, what's that? It's the fella with the chucks. I'm back up on the scene with the two like the piper. Yeah, so much more. I think I'm straighter than a sniper. Once upon a time, I up the roof, give me the cruiser. Now I'ma drag him from the river, dump his body and chuck y'all, leaving a note around his neck, beating badass yellow boy. Oh, he won't stop. Ain't that cold, y'all? Oh, it's the cold, it's the cold. I'm from the three and I don't give a fuck.
see me lean. Tense, so it ain't easy to be seen. When you see me ride by, they can see the gleam. I shine on the deck in the TV screen. Riding with a new chick, she like cola. Next to the PlayStation controller, there's a full clip in my pistol. Send a jacker into a coma. Girl, you ain't on crazy like crazy bone. Just trying to bone, ain't trying to have no babies. Ride clean as hell, so I pull in ladies. Laws on patrol, and you know they hate me. The music turned all the way up into the maximum. I can speak with some niggas, try to jack for some. But we packing something that we'll be half for um. We have a nigga locked up in the maximum security cell. I'm gripping O. Music loud and I'm tipping slow. Twin steady twisting like hit this dough. Please pull up right behind and it's in his throat. The windows down, gotta stop pollution. City change niggas like who is that producing? That's the plan skills when we out and cruising. Got warrants in every city except Houston, but I still ain't losing. They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling and trying to catch me riding dirty. 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 My music so loud. Catch me squeezing grains, sitting crooked on these are swings. Color changing lizard, he's insane. Your woman missing, then he's the blame. Charge it to the game, keep the change. Most marriages blossom and die. When it's over, I'm telling a vibe, but she act like I'm telling a lie. Why you falling in love with a she? I'd rather be dubbed in a G. Could you see me in a car that rhymes with rent me and starts with a B? Could you see your Bentley parked in a crunkin' spot of your hood? Candy coat on top of the hood and my fist on top of the wood, sparkling good. Say you ain't after my change? I don't believe ya. If a skeezer asked me to feed her with my visa. Then I'ma leave her Cooper don't want ya Cooper don't need ya But I love you That's sweet I'd rather be sliding on glass feet With leather up under my ass cheek It's not like I changed overnight Been acting like this since last week Better ask P My money's stretched like an athlete That attract me Seen him last week in a Jag G But they ain't even make them yet cause Okay, I'm lying I don't know what it was But I swear that boy was sitting on buttons I know you want a relationship With a baller But no thanks Look, I'd rather be shining my trunks You must think this is a bank But it ain't Money increase and never was shrank Hoes that be dyking Even be fighting When I pull up on 20 inch tightens, cause I got what them girls be liking them all. Uh. Big swangers and bows and 20 inches sitting low. We ball 24 7, all that we know. Screens and neon lights are showing my trunk on lock, pop and show. Yeah, already know. Paint dripping off the door. Not big girl, it's Texas. It's where legends are born. I'm gonna keep you the devil and the rhythm is screwed up clear. It's a dedication to DJ Spook. Fat Big Mellow, Big Steve. Truth and just slipped out. 84 red doors, candy apple flip flop. Got them boppers tripped out, cause my drop tip top. Purple truck screw us up, that's what keep the streets hot. Don Key, Bun B, please free Pimp C. Hydro, super flow, know these boys killing me. Come to Houston, Texas, and see swaggers and lax. And don't forget to tell the people that them legends are back. Yeah, it's Slim Thug showing H Town love. Used to hit the club on dubs, acting bad on scrubs. Man, spokes and leather, 24s are better. Boys say they riding candy, but my load is wetter. The Rose Bowl competitors, when they see the two letters, they'll never, ever, ever, ever get on my level. Me and Bun together, caked up with clout, staying draped up and dripped out. Know what I'm talking about? Smoke some bitch. GK. Hold up. Talking about. Uh. 
Real nigga, polo, fuck that here bigger. Made myself a ghetto star on the slab, sipping bar, smoking weed, selling white. And mother nigga shit don't come back right. That's how niggas get pop, trying to get the cheaper price. Watch your paper, George life. Cause most of these niggas ain't living right. Keep your pistol, fuck a fight. Cause niggas I hear jack every night. I keep my mind on my money, nigga, fuck the fame. Big face hunters, keeping the game. Hitting the corner and a candy thing. Sitting on leather, gripping the grain. Good weed, good drink, big money. Hey. Rolling in something hey. far in no leather grip. Hey. 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 So won't you uh, do me a favor of introducing yourself and then introducing Bangladesh? All right. Well, right now we are at the Combat Jack Show at New York Tech Day. We are a hip-hop podcast. We come out on iTunes every week. We also have a TV show on Complex TV. And we are doing this event with uh, Red Bull Music Academy. Uh, and we're actually off to a little bit of a late start. Do you want to talk about what happened, Reggie? Oh, I had a late start today because I was driving in. And before I drove in, I was driving my five-year-old daughter who didn't feel too well. So I was running some errands, and at, at exactly 10.45, she threw up all in the car, like all in the car. So it was a choice between cleaning up the car and being late or dropping her off and driving here with throw up in the car. So, so, so as Wait, wait, speak, where did you drop? You just like left her on, she threw up and you left her on the side of the road No, 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 I dropped, I dropped off at, 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 at my wife, with my wife, she's okay. with my wife right my now. My wife. But currently my car is in the parking lot with a lot of throw up in there, so I'm not looking forward to the end yeah. of this interview. And, and the sun shining on it right now, that car is going to smell right. Yeah, it's yeah, going to smell acidy. jungly. <laughs> but anyway, guys, welcome to the Combat Jack Show at, at, at New York Tech Day. Um, and Red Bull Music Academy, and it's with with pride and joy that we get to welcome Bangladesh to the yeah, show. Appreciate it, man. Good looking. How you feeling, man? I'm good. I can't complain at all. You've had a lot of success, man. A lot of people you've produced. Tell the people some of the some of the acts that you've worked with, man. I first uh, produced Ludacris. What's your fantasy? Like in uh, '99, 2000, which was a big record. Yeah. Um, I work with Sierra. I've worked with A Ball and MJG, uh, Beyonce, Lil Wayne, Rihanna, uh, Kesha, um, Nelly, um, MIA. MIA. Now, now let me let me ask you. You've worked with a lot of different artists. Yeah. And a lot of different artists with a lot of different styles. Right. What's your approach to working with different style artists? Do you let them take charge, or do you? Direct them. What is the process, say, between working with an MIA and a Sierra or a Little Wayne? Um, it's all the same, man. My sound is kind of a broad, it's a different broad sound. So there's nothing that goes into it that's different from others. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I approach it the same way because, like I said, I got a sound of my own, so they come to me for what I do. So I ain't got to do what they do. They just, it's kind of like, my sound kind of appeals to everybody. Have you had any instances where you're like, I don't know if this is working out because an artist's style is just so far out there? Um, nah, more the attitude or just the difficultness of working, you know what I'm saying? Who had the craziest attitude, man? Um... I mean, there's been there's been some crazy attitude. I ain't gonna name nobody. You're not gonna name like, nobody. Like, like, like hypothetically, out of the artists that you worked with, without naming names, what what has been you know 
like a difficult person? Um, what, 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 would they, what would they do? Um, I had fights in the studio. Fights? I've had... With, with who? You've had fights? No, I wasn't physically fighting personally, but people I was working with fighting... Each other? Each other. Over uh, what? <laughs> over ego. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've had situations where we work in and the person don't want to cooperate anymore. Right. I like shut down, you know, like bipolar, like right, 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 right. Um, that's about it, man. It's just really, it's all about how the artists feel that day, and you know what, what mind state they in, right? And um, you know, we could probably go back and forth about what they need, right? I, I run into that a lot. There's a lot of artists that come from the old industry. Where, where it's like you know the old industry, like they they their program is like political. So a lot of artists are afraid to move outside of their comfort zone. Right, you know right, what I'm right, right. So I have to battle with them going back and forth. What like, what things specifically are they accustomed to from the old industry as a, as opposed to how the industry has changed? I'm there accustomed to like working on an album for a year or two. Okay. Uh, they're they're not doing mixtapes. They're not giving away free music. Um, they're just accustomed to the same sound that got them going. Right. You know, once you get going with something, you kind of like stick with it. But more you do it and do it and do it, it's kind of suicidal because it gets old. Right. Adapt and, or adapt after, or die. Yeah. After you exercise the same muscle so long. You don't know how to use the other one, so it's like they they don't they don't know they don't hear it they don't know. So in that vein, when you have a hit record like a Millie or you have Lemonade and you have all these people coming to you because you have this Billboard chopping hit, what is there a lot of pressure to basically replicate that? Do you have to push artists to you know do something different than what they they already like from you? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely, man. That's why I really. Haven't had that big run because I don't do the same thing. That I, I, I come out with many styles, you know. I'm like a stylist in the game. I feel like I'm a I'm a beat stylist. I, I throw a style out there and other producers bite it. You know what right. I'm saying? So I don't get a chance to do my thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be so. I don't want to kill myself. I don't want to keep doing the same thing. So um, I try to change it up. I try to convince the artists. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes nothing comes out of it. Sometimes they'll go somewhere else and do what they wanted me to do. Right, 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 right. You know right. <laughs> so. You've been producing since '99, like on the nationwide scale with yeah. like what's your fantasy and whatnot. So what uh, tech were you using then, and what's changed now? Like what equipment are you using then, and what equipment are you using now? Um, ain't nothing changed, man. The first, the first uh, equipment that I bought was an MPC 2000. Nice one. And at that time, like, that was the heart of the operation. That's what I learned. It was the heart of the operation. Now, so you what's know your that, fantasy is on that? Yeah. Nice. What's your fantasy is on that in my aunt's basement. Uh, uh. Like, all, all my beats on, on MPC, Still? you know, when the newer software came out, I'll play with it. I haven't, like, 
made a beat in anything but NPC? Pro Tools and MPC. Still to this day? Still to this day, yeah. Nice. So none I use I use other equipment, but just the whatnot. sounds. Some plugins. Just the sounds, yeah. Plug-ins yeah, but, and stuff like but mainly still the MPC is yeah, your base. Yeah, that's sitting in my studio. That's nice. what I work with. You, right. know, you know, I want to go back, man, like to the beginnings. You grew up in, in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, I'm from Des Moines, Iowa. Do anybody in the, in the audience from Des Moines, Iowa? Nobody. You're, you're a long way from home, man. Yeah, and, man. Um, growing up, man, what were your musical influences? Uh, growing up, man, I was just stuck in front of Yo MTV Raps yes. and Rap City mm. and Donnie Simpson, Top 20 Countdown. So I think because Des Moines really wasn't a, a musical place, it wasn't no influences around, no, no sound of our own. We kind of adapt to anything that was hot. On TV or on the radio, um, a lot of alternative music. A lot. Well, I heard everything. You know, it's, a, it's it's more white than black. You know what I'm saying? So you had one urban station. Were you um, listening to a lot of Marilyn Manson back back? Nah, nah. <laughs> you weren't. I was scared of him. I was listening <laughs> to a lot of uh, Guns and Roses though. Like I hear Guns nice, and Roses. nice. Jungle, welcome to the jungle. So 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 growing up. In, in Des Moines, what was your first push into creating music? Um, man, I I, was, I, I don't know, man. I, I I would go outside, man, and see what I'm surrounded by. I was surrounded by dope boys and murderers and baby mamas and baby daddies. Were you attracted to that life at all? No, nah, I wasn't. That's why I'm here, what I'm doing. I wanted to do what they weren't doing. I wanted to do something harder than just going out and adapting to your environment. You know what I'm saying? What, what kept you? Because you know it's very easy when you're growing up in that environment to be a product of your environment. Yeah. What, what were the factors that steered you away from those elements? I think it's how I was raised, man. I I think I don't know, man. I just believe in God. I believe in God, and I always heard him talking to me inside. And when I used to, you know, be around that activity, I had a lot of friends around that activity. I'd be around that activity, but I wouldn't indulge in that activity. Um, I just know there was more to it, more to it, you know what I'm saying? How attainable, though, did the dream of making music seem? Like, did that seem like a tangible thing in Des Moines where, you know, like you said, it's not a huge music scene there? I felt like, man, I I really felt like I was going to be the first one to make it from Des Moines. You were going to put it on the map? I felt like that. Now, now one of the things when I interview a lot of people that have become successful, they all seem to have this common thread that at an early age, they saw something different that provided them like at least a mental alternative to their immediate environment. Did you see anything that was different in terms like a different lifestyle? Did you have a relative or somebody introduce you to a different level, a different quality of life? Not really, man. I think the the biggest influence on me was my uncle and aunt and kid because they was married. It was like a marriage household. You know what I'm saying? It was like foreign to your, me. Your house wasn't? Nah. Right. Your, your, your mom nah. or your father raised you? My mother raised okay. me. Uh, I never knew my dad. I probably met him a couple times. Um, My stepdad, I call him dad today. When I was younger, we didn't have as good of a relationship as we do now, though. Um, 
but my mom, you know, my grandma, uh, my aunt and uncle. I was I was over their house a, long, uh, a lot. I was like a extended kid, you know, to them. But I looked up to them because they was married. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it was. It was big to me, like man, I I, I admired uh, their kids for having married parents. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so what? What were your first steps? Walk us all through your first steps of actually becoming a professional. Like, what? Uh, my first steps was mentally, like it was mental, like just studying the game. Um, my favorite producers were uh, Organized Noise, uh. Uh, Timberland. Uh, I looked up to Quincy Jones. Um, so, like, I, I just studied the game, man. I just studied you're one Timberland of, and Organized. Like, they was different style producers that got me on you're one early, of the first, got me on some other stuff. You're one of the first producers who's come on our show and hasn't mentioned, like, the Premier, Trey, Pete Rocks. So you are definitely more influenced by the Organized and the Timberlands. Yeah, I like Dre. I, I feel like... I feel like Timberland was a a beat maker. Like he was a producer. Like he he put a lot into one com- composed composed track. You know what I'm saying? Dre was more of an engineer type producer. Yep. He he was more like sonically have it sounding good and he'll put it together good. Yeah. So like I would just study that. I would study what he good at. Study what he good at, and I I'm, I could make beats good and put it together good. You know what I'm saying? Nah, but, so. but how did you start? Like, how did you start making beats? Like, tell man, us, like, the like first, the like first men- day. Man, I was, I cut hair. I've been cutting hair since I was 12. I make money since I was 15 cutting hair. Okay. When I moved to Atlanta, um, 11th grade year. Your, my, your family moved to Atlanta? The, the, the Mary family. Right. That, um, the Cosby's. My, yeah. The Cosby family, yeah. <laughs> my my uncle had passed away. So my my oldest cousin was going to college, so he wanted to go to Atlanta. So the whole family just migrated to Atlanta in 1990. That's how I, I would come down here every every other summer right. just to kick it. Um, but when I came down here, man, it was just, I was just on a mission, man. That was just all in my head. It was just in my head. I would... In middle school, I was I was the the beatboxer and the, okay. I made the beats on the table while people rap. So I was always the sound. I always looked like I was somebody. People, my, all my peers thought, you know, they they looked up to me the way I the way I dressed. I just I just paid attention to that. I was like, man, I need to. I could be something. You right. know what I'm saying the impression that I have on people is just. It need to be more than just being in Des Moines, Iowa. So it wasn't necessarily music as much as nah, your desire to be fresh. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't really music. I just wanted to be something. Right. I just wanted to be something. I didn't know I was going to Atlanta to really be a music producer. I just, when I left the crib, I told all my friends, I said, man, I'm finna go be on TV. That's all I told them. So like two, three years later, they look on TV and it's like they see me in What's Your Fantasy video. <laughs> How did you hook up with um, with Ludacris back in the day? Since since that was your first big break, and I know Atlanta is a whole lot different from Des Moines. There there is a thriving and has been a thriving music industry there. How did yeah. you get connected to that orbit? Oh uh, well, uh, Ludacris, as y'all know, he was Chris Lover Lover on the radio, Hot ninety seven five, I think Hot ninety seven five in Atlanta at the time. He was a voice jockey. Um, 
when I when I first moved there to high school, I went to I met this friend that was became my best friend. His cousin is Lil Fate. Lil Fate is like ludicrous hype man. Um, they was good friends at the time. We we just linked up. We just linked up for a whole year. We just kick it, get together. We'll 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 get a hotel room. We'll just be in the room freestyling, rapping. You know what I'm saying? Um, smoking smoking weed. Good weed? Uh, yeah, good, good weed. weed. That's that's important. Yeah. Because um, bad weed makes you sleep, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, by the time we was out of high school, by the time I'm out of high school, I was, me and my aunt, my aunt is a licensed beautician. So they gave me the way to work in a shop. I had my own shop. Working under her license. That's you know dope. What I'm That's dope, man. You yeah, gotta, so I was just making money. Trade. Yeah, I was making money. I bought MPC 2000. And Luda would come to my shop. He'll get lineups. He had a big afro. He'll get lined up. He didn't know I was interested in music. Right. Only Lil Fate did because he was closer to me. Right. So I bought my MPC 2000. I'm going to take you back before that. Yes. Lil yes. Fate used to sneak me in Ludacris' house to play with his MPC. You know what I'm saying? To play with Ludacris's. Yeah. Okay. Um, so just the feel of that, I bought my own for like 2500 Zimon's basement, man, just was like mentally I had, I was already prepared, man. Like I was already on something else. First few beats I made was jamming. You know what I'm saying? It was I could put sounds together where, where I wasn't really a producer at the time, but... You're more like a beat maker my, as yeah, opposed to a producer. sound selection was great. Like, I, I thought outside the box because I had, I looked up to Timberland and Organize and just different mind thinkers, you know. Um, from there, man, to uh, Ludacris is in my shop. I took him to my car, had beats. Took him to my car. Before that, the time he came before that, I told him I bought an NPC and he kind of didn't know why I did it. He was like, man, why you do that? You, you cut hair. You don't. Yeah, you're like man, make man you know once you know that how that is. Once people see you, how what you're doing, they don't really see nothing else. So I was like, yeah, you know, I bought me an NPC. He looked at me, he was like, man, why you do that? And he thought I was just trying to be down with the crew, right, trying right, to right, be right, right. in, fit in. So two weeks went by, came back, got a lineup, took him to my car, played him beats. He couldn't, have, was just stuck. You know, on your beats, yeah, speechless. Walking back to the were, shop. Were y'all smoking in the car too? Nah, we wasn't. Nah, we wasn't. <laughs> we wasn't hitting in the car. Right. Um, went back to the shop. On the walk back to the shop, he's like, he just looking down at the ground. He's like, man, what you doing with those beats? <laughs> I was like, man, you know, that's why I played them for you. It's whatever, you know. Um, so I'm back at mine's house making beats, making beats. And as I'm making beats, I'm losing the passion to go to the shop. I don't want to mm, cut hair. Mm. Like, I can't move. Like, I can't move. There's money up there waiting, and I can't move, you know. Um, you got locked in that zone. Locked in that zone. Um, made, I made the intro to Luda's independent album, Incognito. Um, it's called Come See Me. And I called over to his house to speak to somebody else over there, but he picked up the phone. First thing he said, man, what you got? What you got? Mm, mm. So I played now, in now, the now, beat. now, this is before. This is before Luda Ludacris. broke up. I mean, before he blew up. Yeah, we came in together. And he, right. It wasn't like he put me on. I was put on. Like we was mute. Like everybody was equal levels, and we just all worked. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, after that, man, he wanted me to come over. 
know what I'm saying? Bring all your stuff. Just come over. Before I was being snuck in the house, now I can come over. Right, right, you right. You know what I'm saying? Now you were welcomed. Yeah, I'm welcome. Right. So after that, man, his history was made, man. We, What's Your Fantasy was the last beat I made for his independent album. And the way that came about, I, I was letting him hear beats. What's Your Fantasy was a snippet in front of another beat. Right. And Luda was like, he said, man, he said, I like that. Make that a beat. So I just added a hi-hat to it. Yep. And he, he, what's your fantasy? He put, what's your, Now, like, now what's did your, you have any idea when you were working with Ludacris that he was going to blow? Um, Man, I just believed in where I was going. I just believed, man, I swear to God, man, like, I believed I was going to be something. So I really wasn't paying no attention to what was going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just going. It was right. just going. So, um, I wasn't like, I wasn't a ludicrous fan. I, I knew he was like talented and gifted, but my personal preference, like, I didn't really like it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I knew he was like different. And being in Georgia, being, being from, uh, being in Atlanta, you have to be from there for people to really rock with you. Right. People don't rock with you. Right. If you look different, if you dress different, they don't it's hard to get over that hill. So him being a voice jockey on the radio, people the whole the whole state hears they were hearing him. They know he's not from here. They calling him corny, they calling him lame. So he had a lot of obstacles to get over. Um when we made What's Your Fantasy, he played it on the radio. Because he was still the, working on the radio at the time. Yeah, voice jockey on the radio had an opportunity to play it on the radio. Not an opportunity to make it a hit, though. So he plays it on the radio, and every day I started to hear it on the radio. I'm cutting hair in my shop. Like that's that's radio, me. That's you know? me, yo. Nah, I ain't even saying that, though. No, you're not saying that. <laughs> I'm not even saying that. Nobody knew. I, I, nobody knew. You know what I'm saying? I'm just why, cutting Why hair. were you not stunted? I'm just, just chilling, man. I, like I said, man. I know what's going on. Right. I know where I'm going. I'm not surprised. I'm not geek. Like, oh, I'm not celebrating none of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, you know, it was on top one at one of the day. When you, when your song's top one at one, it's like it's a hit record. Right. So he called me. He's like, man, you hear, you hear that? I was like, man, you just you just doing that. You got power to do that. He's like, nah, right. I can't play. I you, can't you, keep you, playing you, my song. You didn't song. know the record had a life of its own now. Nah, I'm like, man, you just doing that. He's like, nah, I can't just play my own music. I work here. This is my job. I can't, like, force the issue. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So he's like, the people like it. And after six months, man, it's a hit. Six months, it's a hit. And I had shut down shot. We got a deal, Def Jam. We went on the road, and it was history. Right. At the time, when you produced that first song, you were going under the name uh, Chandra. Yeah, that's my government. What made you change your name to Bangladesh? Well, I ain't really changed my name. Um, I formed Bangladesh Records probably in 2001. Um in 03, when I started to do eight ball and MJG music, I put Bangladesh on the on the on in front of the beat, and it just became my name. Right, you know what I'm saying? People calling me Bangladesh, which is cool because I didn't want to go by Chandra as my government name. But things happened where I wasn't prepared. I didn't have a name. I didn't want to just 
I want it to be organic. I ain't want to just come up with a name. Right. Little, little beat maker. Like right, right, little, right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't want to just be quick with it. I right. just, it just organically came, man. It just became my name. And it spoke volumes for my journey. Now, now you, I, I think you're leaving something out, man. Because you keep saying that you knew where you were going. And you believed that things were going to change. And you already had a vision. But you're not telling me where that came from. God, man. There's no, there's no explanation but God, man. I right. can't explain <laughs> nothing that ain't seen. Right, you know right, 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 right. <laughs> like, that's, Everybody asks me that. Be like, man, what? But what? But what? But, man, I can't explain. Bro, it's just what I hear inside me as, I, as a little kid. The whole time, man. When I go outside, see dope, dope boys. Like one, one side be like, man, you can do that too. Then the other side, nah, you ain't you don't need that, right. man. You gonna be good. You gonna be straight. Right. I'm walking down the street, seeing big cars ride by. Like, man, you gonna you gonna have that one day. You gonna be good. Right, right, That's right. What right. he said. Right, right. So, so you get this deal with Luda. You guys at Def Jam. Nah, I ain't right? got no deal with Luda. Not, well, Def Luda gets Luda got to sign the Def Jam. Right. Yes. But you're going on tour with him now. Yeah, we a click. It's DTP. We a click. So we all out on the road. Now, what changed? What was the biggest change making that transition from being in the hair salon to now on the road? What was the biggest change? Um, uh, just it was more what I wanted to do. Cutting hair was just something I could do. Right. It wasn't like a, a love. I didn't love it. I didn't want to make a career out of it. Right. Um, I couldn't see myself cutting hair at 50 or nothing like right, that. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Um, the biggest change just, you know, just the, the rap life, just the irresponsibility. Now you're, yeah. doing, <laughs> now you're doing dumb rapper shit, right? Huh? Now you're doing dumb rapper shit, right? Yeah, just, you know, groupies and parties and shows and groupies, party shows. Girls, girls, girls. Yeah. And just, you know, just having fun, man. Um... You, 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 so basically, you helped Luda start DTP, in a sense, right? Yeah. How come you are not part of DTP to this day? <laughs> uh, well, that that's why. I mean, I mean, it's a lot of things, man. When money come in the game, when the, when the money comes, things change up. Yeah, that's what kind I'm talking the about. The thing is kind of more business now, and. Once you think business and not personal, it's hard to see each other's vision and business-wise. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I just I always wanted to do my own thing. I never wanted to be just ludicrous producer. And that's what I was getting the, the mark as. I started to... I was being on road with him, being at radio shows, like I was being labeled ludicrous producer, ludicrous producer. I, I was... Always had a bigger vision, just just being ludicrous producer. I wanted to be Timberland and organized. No, I wanted to be them. So, I always had my own vision, man. I I didn't think DTP was perfectly fit for me. I I wanted my own thing. You know what I'm saying? So so when the when the money comes in, and then the lawyers start coming in, were you offered a contract to sign the DTP? Yeah. And you turned it down. Yeah, I, I turned a lot of contracts. What happened to your? Did anything? Did that change your relationship with Luda? It changed the working relationship. Right. Um, we 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 stayed cool. We wasn't as tight, but 
today we're closer now. We're of course, closer today. of course. But now nah, it did. It, he, I mean, he was bigger than life, man. He, he wasn't looking back. You know what I'm saying? He felt like you'd be dumb to get off this boat. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, I mean, he was, you know, he was, he was making his life what he wanted. You know, I mean, I was doing my thing. I knew when I got off the boat, I would, I would have to start all over. Right. Uh, start politicking, getting my own connects, and you know, just work from ground up. I was content with that. I was cool with it. So now you're getting flooded. With a lot of requests, I, I would imagine, yeah. to produce a lot of different songs. Who were some of the cats that you were getting requests from that were surprising you? Uh, like, oh, shit, they want me to work with them? Uh, Kesha. Kesha. Kesha wanted to work with me. Brandy wanted to work with me. Wow, okay. Uh, Dr. Dre. I was just had a meeting with Dr. Dre. Want to work with me. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's big. How was it? How was that meeting with Dr. Dre? Did you meet with Dr. Dre? Yeah, yeah, we we met. I had uh, I had uh, sent him this music. I was working on this this West Coast theme type song. I had this song. I got this song with Ice Cube and Kendrick Lamar on it. And I knew this this dude was working with Dre. Dre hired him to work on his project, so I I knew it was far fetched. So I was like, man, let me see if Dre get on my song. So he works for Dre, not me. So until he heard the song, he was he wasn't really he wasn't hearing me. Till he heard it, he was like, oh, give it to me. So like I said, he worked for Dre, not me. So he approached Dre with, I found this song for your album. He didn't tell him what I wanted him to. So that was last year, Coachella time. Whole year go by. And um, the same guy reaching out to me about this song. Dre reached out to him about the song. I was just trying to understand what he was trying to do with the song because I had all, I had the song already motion with what I was doing. I was trying to figure out what he was doing. He wasn't really saying nothing too much information. So Dre don't work with that dude no more. So the dude Dre works with now, he had my number. So he called me. And he was like, man, this beat, you played Dre a beat last year. He keeps talking about it. And, you know, I don't know if dude reached out to you, but, you know, Dre just keep talking about this beat, man. And whatever this beat is, man, Dre wants this beat. So I told him what it was. I said, man, I really gave that song to get him on. He's like, oh, I don't think he knew that. Let me, let me, let me uh, plug him in. So he clicked over. Yes, he told Dre he got Bangladesh on the phone. I guess dude was making it sound like I was exclusive. Or I couldn't be touched. So when dude clicked over and said I got Bangladesh on the phone, he like, well, he's like, word, you got Bang on the phone? Like, I'm Dre. Like, I'm Dr. Dre. You know what I'm saying? So I'm talking to him. I tell him what it is. And he was he was cool with it. Like, man, he ain't tell me that. It's cool. You got something like it or, you know, let's work. Let's sit down and eat. So we, we ate, chopped it up. He brought up some old beats when Marsha Ambrosius was signed to Aftermath that I did. He, wow. he brought them up. And that's wow. how I really knew he really fucked with me. You know right. what I'm saying? Knew, like, he knew, damn. He knew like, who you were. Yeah, so it was cool, man. He just, I sent him some beats the other day. He picked the beat he liked. He wanted me to add something to a song. I'm just in the transition of doing that right now. If I could accomplish this, I could bring Dre, give him his first record. 
Is is this in relation to detox or some other shit? I don't, I, whatever he's working on, man. Right. Whatever right. he's working on, he's excited about whatever he's doing. Um, he didn't really specifically say detox okay, or anything okay, like okay. that. But um, tell us about your working relationship with Lil Wayne, man. You gave him one of his biggest hits, man, with the Millie. Yeah, ain't really no working relationship with Wayne, man. We just work through the internet. I send him the music, and he rap on it. Like, I really never... I met him one time on a tour bus. I went to a show, chopped it up on the tour bus with him. That's it. I ain't really never been in the studio with him. That's kind of crazy, man, especially because that is one of his biggest hits. Yeah. Um, but out of that came some drama yeah. with that hit. Can you tell us the type of drama that you went through with with, with Lil Wayne oh, well, and Cash Money and the whole nine? Well, everybody knows that. I mean, at the time... I'm sure everybody here doesn't know that. Yeah, at the time, uh, I mean, wasn't nobody... You know what? what wasn't no money being dis, dispersed out, so I had to I had to buckle down on that. Um, we got to the bottom of that, and... I made six foot seven. Right. I remember at the time you were saying that uh, you wanted that to be sort of a cautionary tale for artists. Do you have any advice for artists when they, when they're doing business or when they're when they are selling a beat? Um, you know, is, is, is there? Is there any, I mean, I guess on, on your part, there's nothing you would about, do differently. It ain't even nothing that. It's nothing that I did wrong. Right. It's just something that they weren't doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's nothing that. I slipped on, or I didn't right. have my attorney do nothing, nothing. Like all the paper, all the paperwork is the same every time. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just something that they weren't doing. Um, now they're right. doing it, so everything is cool. You know, you know when there's issues, issues got to be addressed. You can't just sweep it under the rug and keep it moving. I'm not trying to be down with nobody. I'm just trying to do what I do. You know what I'm saying? But at the time, I, re I remember one of the things that stood out was. You weren't really getting royalties from the records that you made with them, and these are hit records. And their argument was, well, because you didn't clear the samples. And from their perspective, now I'm going I'm to, did you know I'm an attorney? No, I didn't. I'm an attorney, so um, listening to that argument, it sounds kind of like how can they throw you under the bus for not clearing the samples, really, since that's not your responsibility. Um, no, the, it, it, before, the, before the song even got to them, there was some, there was already some something going on with the track because right. the Millie sound I had got from somebody. I had got it from them. You know what I'm saying? So when I made the beat, what do you mean? Like the, the, the what do you uh, mean? The a Millie, a Millie. Okay, okay. I, the somebody had I got it from. I was let me get that. I paid them for it. So when it was time to do, you know, sell the track, I asked who this is. He he told me it was him. When it wasn't, it was a sample. So he 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 messed his money up. He was totally out of you know. I had I had gave him some a percentage off the off the song and everything, but he he he, he had zero at that point because he lied. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm the if I'm representing Bangladesh and I present the track, it looked like I lied about. It. I looked like I was not clearing the sample. You know what I'm saying? So that was an issue for everybody that just the just came about. I didn't know nothing about it. Um, that got that got worked out though. Um, regardless of that though, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like wasn't nothing getting paid, you know what I'm saying? So uh 
I mean, everything got worked out after a while. Once, like I said, once I brought the attention to it, like everything else was fine, you know. Now, now, have you changed the way you do business because of that incident? Nah. You know, a lot of times, man, people be so big, cash money so big. I, I'm more interested as cash money changed the way they've done business since then. Cash you, you were saying so there were big, other artists man. that were getting jerked, they too. They get so you much the money. One. Yeah, they get so much money. Sometimes you're not cutting the checks at the right time. Sometimes you be so full in what you're doing, it ain't that they robbing you. It's just that they doing so much of their they own thing. They don't have time to pay attention. They ain't really paying attention. Right. Um, you've been in this game, man, since since ninety what ninety eight ninety nine. Yeah, I started making beats in ninety eight. How 90. have how have you changed over the periods of music that have changed since ninety eight ninety nine? Um, I changed. I probably I probably knew less then, so I was probably more creative. Mm. Now that I know more, I probably just adapt and do what is needed and right. necessary. Does, does that bother you, man? Yeah, it bothers me because people don't really care about the creativity, man. You know what I'm saying? I used to love, like, I used to love the music. You know what I'm saying? I used to, like, when I make beats, I would, I would hold on to them like a baby, which it, you'll, you'll just... You'll, you'll have heartbreaks doing that because people don't treat your music like you're treating it. So I learned just to just give it out, give it out, give it out. Something going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Something going to stick. The, 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 what you putting all the energy in, you trying to come up with a different style just to crush the game. Like people ain't really, people are down here. Right. Like I be up here all the time. Right. I be having to come down here. You know right. what I'm saying? But how do you, how do you, I'm sorry, Ben, I mean, but how do you fight that? Because, you know, we went back to your beginning and you said initially when you were in, in middle school, what really, what you really cared for was being fresh. Now you're a professional, you're getting good, you have a great career, people are coming to you. What inspires you to maintain your fresh today? Me. <laughs> me, man. It's just in me. It's just in the blood, man. Right. My, I come from a family of fresh people, you know, artistic, creative. Everybody plays instruments. Somebody draws, paints, make clothes, do hair, cut hair. Uh, I just come from that kind of family, man. I just always on something else. You play instruments? I don't play. MPC. Okay. Yeah, that was a question. Like, you were saying that you get kind of tired of the industry and people not being creative. But, like, when you made a Millie, it was like after that, everybody made their version of a Millie. So how do you feel about that type of vibe in the industry? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I'm setting the tones. I don't think it's uh, – that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I feel like I'm setting the tones. Um, I got what I asked for, man. I wanted to – I wanted to change the game. And throughout change the game, people bite – whatever's hot and like I got what I asked for um, I know you've had uh, some contra controversy recently with regard to relevancy maintaining relevancy you feel that is very important to be relevant and you've even made some comments last year you made a comment of course about, it's important to be relevant about Swizz Beats not being relevant and I wanted to get into that like what do you mean by that when you 
mention people that you felt were not no longer relevant? Well, it wasn't a, that, that comment wasn't even really about Swiss Beast. The lady was asking me a question, and I feel like if you're talking to me, like I hate when people mention other producers. And, you know, it just so when I said that, I was I said it like, like, why are we talking about him? Like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't this like what she what you seen and what you read, like, is just it's all in the editing. Make her hot. It's all in the editing. It's all to make her hot. So it wasn't even about this. Swiss beast. I kind of like there was a time I I, I looked up the Swiss beast. He was influential. Um. I just think, like, right now, man, the game is about people don't care about what you did. They just care about what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. That's just the game. That ain't got nothing about what I said. That's the game, man. Right, right, right. People, when I had my two-year hiatus or a year off, or people like, what what you, you fell off or what, you know? It's just how it is. So now you have a working relationship with Red Bull Music Academy and the drum majors. Yeah. Tell us how that came about and what you're working on, man. Oh man, we we've had a relationship with Red Bull for a minute, man. Right. Uh, we just we've been talking about doing things for a while. Um, they came up with a dope idea. I mean, it's dope to have elite producers in the same building, um, attract the crowd, the upcoming the upcoming uh, talent, and you know just play the play our music and talk about what we was thinking about it and talk about where we was when we made it and how our life changed after whatever. A Red Bull is cool, now, you know. Now you have a mixtape and an album coming out? You working on a mixtape yeah, and an mix album? Yeah, mixtape. mixtape's out. Ponzi Scheme is out on datpiff and livemixtape.com right now. When did it now. come out? Uh, March 13th. Ma- Ponzi Scheme. Tell Ponzi us about scheme. that project. Um, Ponzi Scheme is a... Uh, Ponzi Scheme That's is... a slick name, by the way. Yeah, it's... Uh, I just wanted to give the people, man, some 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 free music that is good quality. You know, um, I think the music business, the you know, have declined in sales because people don't really people are making albums in a month now. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. it don't sound good. You don't hear no experience in the in the albums no more. It used to be a two year experience. Now it's just a month, you know, it's like microwave now. Right, 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 right. That's where the Ponzi scheme come in because, you know, you go buy these albums and you've you been Ponzi schemed. It's the new word for hustle. If you don't know what Ponzi scheme is, it's a, it's a great white crime, you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> and Charles Ponzi was just stealing money for free. Right. It just talk you out your money, you know what I'm saying? It'd be billionaires, man, like... $53 billion, then they get caught. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you should have stopped after $1 billion, You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a big crime that goes on every day, man. It's just a hustle. Right. And it's just a new word for hustle, man. So before you say, man, hustle me, so say, man, I was Ponzi schemed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So... Basically, it's a metaphor for giving you free music, man. Right. Free, great quality music. Right. Are you having fun, man, in the game? Because I know when you came in, it was a different time, and the game has changed. And you just expressed that, you know, the game is no longer what it was, man. Are you? Are you still? Do you still like the industry? I'm. I'm, I'm not in the industry. 
I'm like, you can't, you can't say that. I'm not in the industry. You, you can't say that. I'm not an industry dude. But you, no, you're not. You may not live by principles of the industry, but you make your money primarily in the industry. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a free con, like I'm a, I'm an independent contractor. Okay. So whoever needs music, like they just contact me. I go and I build your house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm not in the industry. Like, I've I never been in the buildings. I've never been sitting talking to none of them dudes. You know right. what I'm saying? So you're not in the music business. He, he's nah. a mercenary. If you need a hit, you call Bangladesh. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dope man. make that hit. I'm a dope man. <laughs> okay. You need a hit, come see me. Okay, okay. Um, tell us about your new album, man. Uh, the album Flowers and Candy, man, is a personal album. I feel like I've been through a lot of experiences through my career, a lot of stories to tell, a lot of... Uh, up and downs um it's you know i think bangladesh is like known for great beats you know if nothing else you're going to get a good beat i think this is more focused on the song than the beat Mm. great great songs to to relate to people um just things i've been through you know what i'm saying uh well put together musical album you know what i'm saying when i I mean musical, I don't mean like you're going to be bored because the the piano's getting played to precision or nothing. It's just like more music. It's just more an album feel, more complete. You know what I'm saying? Who's some of the artists uh, slated to be on the album? Who's some of the artists what? Slated to be on the album. Um... This album ain't got too many artists on just really me. Uh, I have Ice Cube. I have Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Game. Uh, that's it, I think, right now. And are you are you actually performing? Are you rapping? Yeah, I'm rapping all over you, the album. You yes, rapping all over album. the album? Yeah, I'm rapping on the mixtape. Oh, really? How, yeah. how's, how's your skills, man? It's hot. It's hot? Hot. How would you compare your skills? Who would you compare your skills to? I wouldn't compare my skills, man. I just, uh, I'm a student of the game, man. You know, I feel like I'm a teacher of produ- production. I'm a student of rapping. So... Um, it's just a branding mechanism. You know what I'm saying? Like, as I'm sitting here, people over here, they like, man, you're Bangladesh, man. I didn't know. I never seen you before. Right. So it's a branding mechanism. And, you know, people going to see me. Okay. I was talking to Dre, sitting there talking to Dre. He's like, man, I, you know, he said, you know, he he's all about the brand. He don't want to he don't want to rap. He don't want to perform. He's scared of it, but he has to. He has to. You got to get up there and represent and and campaign on your own and sell yourself. Last question for me before we open up the floor to questions from the audience and Twitter. Have you ever been to Bangladesh? I've never been to Bangladesh. I get that question all the time. <laughs> Bangladesh ain't really about the country though. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Bangladesh is the only thing it relates to the country is the foreignness. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like my, my sound is different so I hate that word different. Because when people say I'm different, I'm so regular to me. I'm normal to me. Right. I think you're different. You know what I'm saying? But, so, But then how do you describe the music to people from Bangladesh, though? How do I describe the music? Yeah, if it's so foreign, I mean, for them, they live there. It's a foreign sound. I, I, mm-hmm. think, I think hip-hop is everywhere, man. So, so, you know, they'll understand when I say it's foreign, you know, they'll understand the difference between a uh, grade A beat and a... Uh, Grade D beat, oh, you, know wow. yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, um, they the only thing they, that, the only relatable thing is the foreignness of the country, right? And the word "bang" in it. 
Will you ever make it to Bangladesh? I'm going to make it to Bangladesh, yes, yes, man. Yeah. <laughs> the first... First, I had to find people that are are familiar with Bangladesh. I'm not just gonna r- ride just out jump to out Bangladesh. There like, like, oh. <laughs> hey, I'm Bangladesh. I don't know nothing about that. I'm <laughs> they uh, kidnapped me and held me hostage, man. They don't know why I'm named right, Bangladesh. Right, right, man. right, 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 right. They already hit me on the Twitter about, man. Why are your name? Why are you a Bangladeshi? Why is your name Mr. Bangladesh? Right, right. You know? So, so you've had some 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 fallback from that also. Nah, I ain't no fallback. They just they just want to know. You know right, what I'm saying? Okay. They just want to know. Okay. But you don't know the energy they putting into it. You don't know if they angry or curious. They, some some love the fact that I represent where they from. Right. Okay. Or it's a form of representation. Right. They love of it. Like of I'm, I'm glad there's somebody. You know what I'm saying? I hear a lot of different things. Of course. Matt, man, questions from Twitter. Uh, yeah, I mean one of the, one of the biggest ones was a lot of people wanted to know what it was like to work with Gucci Man. Our Gucci Man is the the best artist. Well, I ain't even gonna say the best. I think I had the best experiences with Gucci because he's easy. He's just easy going, man. Like when we made Lemonade, when we when we made Lemonade, it was just fun. We was in uh, Las Vegas in the casino. The casino got a studio in it. Mm. So we just having fun, man. We gambling, we working. You know, uh, you don't have to do too much for Gucci. Gucci can rap off a, a 808 sound, mm. and I can make the beat later. You know what I'm saying? Like, Gucci just fine, real chill. This is the opposite of what you probably think. He real smart. Right. A, lot, a lot of people associate you also with working with hip-hop artists, but the fact is, I mean, you work with a lot of R&B. You work with a lot of pop. You know, what? How? I know you say your approach. I mean, you just do you, basically. But what's it like working with these different artists? I mean, you know, working with Busta Rhymes is different than MIA, is different than Kesha, you know? really ain't. It really no? ain't. It's, it's no just, different. Really? It's no different. MIA is a wild style, Busta wild style, Kesha wild style. It's all different. Like you said, as long as it's here, it's all the same thing. All of them can be on the same song. It's no different. My sound is just appealing to that world. I don't have to do anything different for Kesha that I'll do for Busta or MIA. It's all the same. Okay. Um, I think we had a few audience members before said they had a question. I don't know if any of these cats are still here. Is anybody Does around? anybody have a question for Bangladesh? Anyone from the audience have a question? All right. Yes. We, we got one up here. We're going to get a mic out to you. One second. Just uh, you know, introduce yourself and uh, keep it brief. Yeah. My name's Kyle Kane. I just want to know how I could go about getting a feature for my artist. A feature from who? For me? Yeah, from you, from my artist. Oh, you, you want me to rap on your artist music or you yeah. want a beat? No, nah, I want you to rap on Okay, that. we could talk. Uh, you can holler at my man right here. I, first, I mean, the first thing is really just hearing it if I like it. If it's jamming, if it's got potential, then y'all's work, what y'all doing with it. If y'all just riding around y'all's car in y'all neighborhood bumping. Or if y'all really working, you know what I'm saying? That's It's really simple. It ain't too hard. As long as it sounds good and y'all moving, y'all working. All right, thank you. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we, we got anything else before we uh, wrap it up? One more question. Mike Lowe. What's going on? What up? I want to know how you feel about the whole Reebok, Rick Ross situation. I really never thought about it, man. I think I don't think that's the worst thing a rapper said, man. I done heard way worse than that, honestly. Um, I think the line he said, I think every 
every female just needs to be aware and protect themselves like boxing, man. You got to protect yourself at all times. So if somebody's slipping you Mickey's, man, get away from around that crowd, man. You kind of know what it is. I don't think – I mean, it ain't – it's not a positive rap lyric, but it's not – the worst I've heard, man. I heard Emmett Till lines, man, yeah, and that yeah. just it's, dis- <laughs> it's just disrespectful. Exactly. So, you know, I, I feel like as people, man, nobody's gonna look out for your best interest except for you. So, you gotta be aware of things getting slipped in your dream. It ain't that person's fault, man. It's right. your fault. I feel. Of course, of course. I mean, yeah. Thank everybody for coming out for this, and thank Bangladesh. Now, for now somebody all these somebody said before we end that we had a special guest that wanted to make an appearance on the on the Combat Jack show with Bangladesh. Okay. Who so is we that? had ten thousand people in New York Tech Day. Which which one is this? Oh, holy oh, okay. shit! <laughs> that dog uh, is on a skateboard. Man, who, That's fucking who, incredible. Who is this man? That's cool. Uh, beefy the bull, skateboarding bulldog in New York City. Now, now, now this dog is pretty mm. famous, huh? Beefy yeah, the Beefy's been on television shows, done commercials. He's worked with uh, Terry Richardson. You know, he's been around. And, you know, he skates all over the skates all over the country. Beefy got that that platinum chain on. I too. know, right? Beefy's looking good, man. Be- I, does does, does Beefy on. like Bangladesh? Who doesn't? <laughs> Internet, yo, Bangladesh, man. I really want to thank you. Thanks, thank for coming you, out, man. man Appreciate and, you. And, and, and making this interview. Tell us anything else that you're working on that, that you might want people to know about. Oh uh, man, just I'm doing a lot of executive producing now, man. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm about to sign. I'm in the process of signing uh, Kiki Palmer. Okay, nice. You're familiar with her? Nice. Yes. Um, I'm just I'm I'm just in the the executive production mode, man. Okay. Where I'm like doing whole projects and. More than just a one-off uh, single for somebody, just a whole project. You know, more like what Timberland and Dre do. Okay, just trying to get to the next level. Well, congratulations on all your success. I appreciate man. it, and looking forward to more hits from you, man. Internet's Bangladesh. Thank Good you. Good looking. Yo. Yo. Luminati!